from downtown, this is Tim Kitzer from NBA Jam, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom shakalaka! This week on Nintendo Main, we have David Walker here from Conmen RDW to talk with us. And has Pokemon taught us how to brush? Was it a mail order frenzy, or was it an investment in my future? I bought 1,700 games, but I can't play them. Welcome to Nintendo Main Podcast, episode 224, your place for Nintendo news from Nintendo fans like yourself. And uh, we are here. We are your hosts. I'm Trey. I rolled up the whole world. Johnson. I'm Jeremy. No thanks to Overtime. Mikowski. I'm John Fandango Knitter. And uh, we have a special guest this week. And I'm David Strawberry Kiwi Ninja Gum Walker. Oh, tasty. That's a tasty gum. <laughs> is that a is that ninjala related or is that just yes. uh okay cool ninja gun. Like my background on the zoom call yes nice yeah i know I, I know i saw that you played some of that uh, i've uh i don't know if you've heard on the show but i kind of for some reason i suffered a hand injury so i have not been 100 no, percent no. on playing games i actually have i can actually bend, bend my finger the farthest that i've ever been able to bend it so i can almost make a fist now so things are getting better which is good because it used to only be able to bend to like here so, but it still hurts. So I ever so, determine what you did exactly? I have no idea. I think I sprained it in some way. Maybe you slept on it weird. I've had that happen before. I sleep on my hand weird, and it feels strange the next day. I mean, it started to hurt the night before, so I thought maybe I pulled it when I was carrying groceries or something. You know, because we've been buying like three weeks worth of groceries at once now mm-hmm. because of you the, don't want to make as many trips to the car. Or one trip, man. I see. Uh-huh. Yeah. So well, we've been <laughs> carrying a lot of stuff up the stairs, and it might have. And we did it. We went shopping for Jess's grandma also on the same day. So maybe from unloading like two, three weeks worth of food, like God, I don't know. That's the only thing I could think of. Cause I didn't, I didn't hit it on anything. You know, I didn't like fall down. I didn't break it. It wasn't bleeding. Like, I don't know. So, Hey man, shout out to Nintendo. All you need is one finger and you can still play super Mario run on your mobile device. That's true. <laughs> <All right. laughs> well, I, well, I mentioned it before, but thankfully also thank, thanks to, um, button remapping. You can actually, I, I've been able to play animal crossing with one controller. Oh, so. true, true. From, from remapping. So I did stuff like that. And I've been like, for like first person shooters, I put like my, I put the trigger buttons on the left side for, cause my, le- I can do it better with my left hand. So mm-hmm. that's what I've been doing for that. And I can still play it. Same with like Xenoblade. I put like e- A and B on, on, on a L and CL. And You're that's kind of like play with one intuitive. hand. Yeah. No. That's kind of how I did it. I mean, I'm playing that with the, well, then all I really have to do with my right hand is just move the camera and then I can you still can like do all the moves. Switch with stuff. one hand and control it with the other. <laughs> the other one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, which is nice actually, which uh, was something I wanted to be able to do for Animal Crossing so I could get through all those nook miles, you know, mm-hmm. just keep hitting A to when you want to, <laughs> when you want to offload your 50,000 nook miles or whatever for cash, you know, back mm-hmm. when I needed cash and all that stuff. But, Let's uh let's start off a show how we how we have been in this in this time of the world and just talk about what's been happening lately. 
as we we talked we talked a little bit about um the protests and stuff when us matching theory was on the show a couple weeks ago. But I wanted to I wanted to get into it a little bit more with you, David, and uh just talk about like Black Lives Matter stuff and, and that type of thing. About what's uh just what's going on in the world and uh some of some of it's kind of involved in with gaming as well. And I've I've been reading all of your posts on the yeah, on the Facebook, man. I've been various uh, things. active in uh, retweeting and sharing everything that I can in terms of just uh, everything crazy that we're seeing on like social media and like things that are just keeping people more active. And that this stuff isn't over because the news will for sure make it seem like things are over when act when actually in all reality, like protests are still going on in certain parts of the world, major cities and stuff like that. People are still um, doing stuff like that, especially since we're in Pride Month now. So there's a lot of people uh, standing up for, like, uh, example, like Black trans rights, um, just Pride uh, gay rights in general, especially with the recent things with the the laws being passed, with, like, um, being able to deny... Yeah, yeah, the anti-discrimination things with uh, trans and LGBT community people. Yeah. So... Yeah, that was like a big thing. But yeah, I'm just uh, staying on top of it because like everyone's saying on social media, even though the news stops covering it, that doesn't mean anything's over because people are quick to. That was a crazy week with the all with the Black yeah. Lives Matter stuff, right? That's done, mm-hmm. right? Or on to something else? Nah, dog. It's still no. going on. Well, so, I mean, mm-hmm. especially with like what happened in Atlanta, like right yeah, yeah, in yeah. the middle of it. And and also like there hasn't really been any justice for the people who killed uh, Brianna Taylor while she, while she was asleep which is mm-hmm. incredibly fucked up i would love to hear what their explanation was to like how you're going to try to spin that to say that yeah that you're in the right there it's like you went into somebody's house and you shot them what like seven or eight times like while they were sleeping mm-hmm. like what was your plan they were like they clothes too right i think they were they weren't wearing uniforms right I don't know. They, well, I know they said that they were they weren't allowed to do like the no no warrant search. Like that was what was coming mm-hmm. off of it. But I'm pretty sure the officers haven't been like they aren't getting they aren't getting like a nope, nothing. Yeah, nothing not to get to like them. too dark on like uh, subjects on the podcast. But like even like the recent it. cases of just like black men ending up just like in trees, yes. yeah, just dead that in is, public yeah. places, it's and terrifying. then they're like getting written off as suicides is that this is some like very terribly written like fucking murder mystery manga i'm just like are you kidding me suicide okay yeah okay we're trying to spin it as though it's like a like to make a statement or something exactly yeah so it's, it's just a lot going on and um it seems like specifically the george floyd thing just sparked something in everybody and also i was talking to some other people like how this the covid19 situation people not having a job to even report to during the week. People have nothing but time. So we have nothing but energy Uh to just keep protesting and keeping, keep hammering home that all this stuff needs to get changed. Something needs to happen and we're not going to flex at all. Uh So um, yeah, it's just going to keep going hard until people honestly can just go back to work. But all, but at that point, like, I don't know, it's going to be a whole different year in 2021 at that point, to be honest. So yeah, it's, it's a lot. Yeah, like it even for me um, in the earlier stages when um, oh the Black Lives Matter stuff kicked off in Chicago, for example, like I actually had to take a step back and log out of social media for like the weekend because it was so much because I live in uh, the Chicagoland area and just knowing that in the city because I was seeing live tweets because the news will cover stuff. But then if you're on Twitter, that's as it's happening. Oh, yeah. The news has to go on Twitter and pick and choose what they want. You're on Twitter. You're seeing it as it's happening. 
Oh, there's yeah. just like people on horses riding through the streets. Mm-hmm. All the high brand stores are getting broken into. All like your city is getting destroyed as you're like seeing it happen live on social media. And I'm just like, this is so much. It's crazy. This is actually happening right now. That's literally the dark zone from the division in real life. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I had to just like log out for a little bit, have a little bit of downtime, but then go back into it and then just keep just I'm still I'm keeping aware of what's going on. Um, I'm like been going to uh, I went to like one protest uh, not too long ago. Mm-hmm. And um, that was really fun. Like, really, it was really chill, honestly. Like, they're really organized when they're um, setting these things up and stuff like that. So, um, but yeah, in terms of just uh, keeping myself occupied, other than what's going on in the world, like video games and anime, and my Netflix queue has been like a saving grace at this in times like this. So, have you? Uh, um, was your was your regular job affected from the uh, from the quarantine and the lockdown and all that? Hundred percent. I have not worked since uh, Animal Crossing came out. Okay. So, just wow. been uh, collecting that unemployment money, baby. What, what were you? What were you doing? Like, what was your main? What was your main? Uh, gig? I was a uh, social media manager and a digital content director for uh, a radio station. And okay. since there weren't okay. really any, like, once they basically started quarantine, people couldn't come into the station, so there were no really, like, guests coming in. Mm. There weren't any events happening. Everything I could cancel. So we have really nothing to work on. So they really just had the top two people, three people that were already there before I even got there that were full-time. Uh, they just had those people working on stuff, and it's not even that much to work on. So, yeah, I've just been chilling, doing my own thing. Mm-hmm. Honestly, silver lining that I've been, I've been, I keep saying since this whole thing started, silver lining is I get to put more effort into my uh, creative side, the things that I've been doing even when I was going to work. But the things like my hobbies, like those are what I'm focused on now. And yeah. the things that I want to do long term anyway, those are what I'm focused on. Like being on podcasts, doing my own stuff, streaming, content creation, stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, that's that's what I was hoping that most that most people would do in the whole like off time is try to find a way to like, you know, everybody I think I said something on Twitter like that where I said in the time of quarantine everyone's a content creator. And it mm-hmm. seems like a, you know, everybody should sure. be and maybe if you yeah. can find a way. I was hoping that whenever it would come back maybe people would find a different way to Maybe, maybe find it. I have so many yeah. friends who are just like, yo, check out my Twitch channel. And I'm just like, there's like seven of you now. Yeah. So, sure. Uh, yeah. I, I did find, I did find it fun to watch a uh, higher scale podcasts, like kind of, uh, kind of fumble all over the place, uh, trying to figure out how to record podcasts remotely. Crossing. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. I, trying to, and also trying to record remotely, which, you know, mm-hmm. We've been doing for years, you know. So it's, yeah, independent podcasts have been doing for years, and it's kind of like, hey, you know, this is how you look without your fancy studio, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know. Right. <laughs> to actually look better than like the Tonight Show, like when it first like, <laughs> yeah. came back on, be like, man, our show looks better than like. Do the first week when like all the late night talk shows, yeah, I had to start going like from home, like Jimmy Fallon, and all of them were like, yeah, we're in our kitchens because we actually don't have like a at home recording studio because we never thought we need one, uh, mm. so. <laughs> yeah, within like two weeks they've all got yeah they all got the all they got the gear <laughs> and they're sending stuff to other people to edit for them and- mm-hmm. they got their uh yeah they got all their all their games in a in a bookshelf in the background or something like that like uh yeah i've been in the same boat like i haven't worked since yeah since right before animal crossing i think it was that it was that week because uh i went and voted 
I went and voted and I worked that day. So I voted and went to work that day. Mm-hmm. And then the next day we were, we were, I was working on a TV show and that show was postponed like as of the next day. Like we basically, we all got, we got paid for the day, but it was, uh, but we didn't work and it was just basically like, you know, we're done until mm-hmm. whatever happens. <laughs> so yeah, I remember when I got the, yeah. uh, the call from my job that, uh, we weren't going back in and I was with my friend. Uh, this was like right basically at the tip of the iceberg of when uh, the, everything started to be like, get toilet paper. We need groceries. So like I was with my friend yeah. at like Walmart and Jewel and we were just grabbing groceries and I got a text message from my boss in bulk and they were just like, yo, uh, so don't come to work this week uh-huh. um, for the rest of the month. And then maybe you'll come back in April. And then April came and it's just been the same ever since. I was just yeah. like, okay. Do you feel comfortable that you're that you know that that company is going to keep taking care of you like one time? Uh, so the thing, so the funny thing is, right? Uh, there were some people, including myself, where um, some of us had jobs in the beginning before we were just all laid off. Where it was like we were doing it because one, it was like for me, example, I was I was in the industry, I was getting my foot in the door, but the pay wasn't that good. I had some other friends who were doing jobs because they needed money. And now no one's working. So now we're all doing our, like I said, extracurriculars, re- like reigniting passions that we had that we couldn't really attend to. And now we're like some of us, uh, I have a couple friends who are starting to go back to work and they're like, I don't even want to be here right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, get, I feel like, that. Yeah. So honestly, I'm just like, um, I'm probably going to just start actively looking for another job before I have to go yeah. back because I still haven't heard anything yet. So I'm just mm. like, yeah, we'll just see what happens. But I think that, uh, one thing for me, like maybe one of those poignant things for me of all this was how much I realized how valuable my time is, my own mm-hmm. time. Like mm-hmm. in that I'm not only giving my labor, but I'm giving away like my life essentially, like what I could be doing with it to work. And it really makes you look at it differently when you're like out of work for a while and you have a lot of time to think. You know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's kind of like, yeah. Do you, Especially it's now like for, for myself and for a lot of people, I'm getting paid more on my unemployment than I was on my part-time job that same, I had before, same, right? Same. <laughs> and so same. it's like, why can't it just be this way? Like, why can't my part-time job that I had pay a living wage? But then I could have that more time. Uh-huh. You know, it, that's really just like a collective decision that we as a country could make one day, any day we want to, mm-hmm. um, to decide that we all get paid a decent wage and, and we do that with our time in mind our most valuable resource that we can yeah. never get back mm-hmm. it's super ironic because uh me and a couple other people that are my age because like millennials we can never have money like that was like that's the token millennial thing if you have less than a hundred dollars in your bank account at all times you're a millennial and i'm just like i have the <laughs> most money in my savings account than i've ever had in my life yeah. and i haven't worked in four months what the fuck? So yeah, just, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. It's it's so it's so dumb. It's so silly. I think, and I think that's part of what uh what's like great about about the COVID outbreak and like the and the lockdown and all that. It's just that that we were able to do so much as as a protest because I think everybody was fed up with all of that as well. Like it's the fact that there's yeah, like no there's like no answer for how to treat it. Like there's no health care. Like there's no you know they're they're not even like you know there's there's nothing in there about trying to take care of people who like maybe don't have as much unemployment or like i felt like it was just like problem after problem after problem after problem 
and then George Floyd also. And it was just kind of mm-hmm. like, okay, fuck this, you know, and some, that set it off. Yeah. And some people were yeah. like, oh yeah, we, we have to, we have to do, you know, maybe, maybe we have to break things, but I think Starting that I'm a decade off fresh. Yeah. Hard reset. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's a, yeah, I felt like sometimes things need to be broken and, and shit has to be broken for people to actually pay attention to it, like for real. And that's mm-hmm. you know where we got, but yeah, it was just like so many different things, just one after another, after another. And, uh, and I know you mentioned on, on Facebook, uh, the, you know, that a lot of, a lot of companies were, were like giving, were like giving money to Black Lives Matter and stuff like that, like video game companies and such. And, uh, and I've, and I've been like horrible about this as well. Like just, you know, you see these things and then you get into the comments and you see like how, how incredibly like awful yeah. fans are about this. And, and even like the fucking, the, I mentioned this before, like the fucking New York store, the Nintendo store that got like a window broken. The Ninten- and, like, they got the Nintendo store. <laughs> and it's like, like who, are you kidding me? It's like, who fucking cares, man? Like it's, yeah. it's, it's not, it's fine. Whatever. They'll be fine. Yeah, for sure. Long term. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, um, yeah. But in terms of like like you said with the brands and they were all doing like the black background with the white text like we stand for mm. for black lives we've always we always have like the there were a couple um instances on Twitter I was just blown away because I was like you guys are fucking lying through your damn teeth like I know you are yeah. like Call of Duty made a post and what's the company something I don't know but it was one of the devs for Call of Duty and Call of Duty made a thing. And then it's like, if you can look at a post and you're like, oh, this thread's about to be racist as hell. Yeah. And then you go into it and you're like, y'all, it's exactly what the Call of Duty community was. Uh-huh. And I was just like, you guys shouldn't even like most for certain companies. I'm just like, you guys just didn't even fucking say anything because you already know where you're like, you, you can say it to support that part of your fan base. But, you know, you guys are predom- like, there's a lot of you in there. So, yeah. um, but like. Other other companies like, for example, like Crunchyroll for anime and stuff like that, they made a whole post where they were like, "We uh, we stand with the black uh, cosplayers, content creators, um, and people like that in our community." I'm like, "Okay, that's that's genuine. I believe that because you guys acknowledge like all of that in the community, and even like black cosplayers and like people and like black geeky nerdy people get to catch the most shit out of like anybody. Like you can't even like the same thing as someone else without like." catching shit for it Hmm. or like having people be like well actually it's like no dude we're all the same people just okay but yeah it was um yeah it was a lot to be like like it felt like black people can't really be accepted anywhere you know because it's like uh if a content creator that i follow that's like not black um puts their stance on where they stand with the whole black lives matter thing and they're like i support this I donated money to this cause. You should too to support black people or black creators. And then all their then some people in their audience are like, "Why are you even touching? No, you're you're the funny man. Be funny. Stop talking." And it's like, "What are you talking about, bro?" Yeah. Like, and then um, what else? There was like uh, Easy Allies. I follow Easy Allies. They're like a really good group. Uh, there's like it's basically nine white guys. And I was I didn't expect them to make a statement because like they don't really have a like where where like nine white guys have an opinion on black on black issues, but they made a statement on it and they were like uh, love and respect. That's like one of their phrases, and they uh, they made their statement on it. And I was like, okay, I respect that because I know honestly they're all good people and they probably do stand for the Black Lives Matter cause. And then um, I was just like, as a person of color in your community, 
I appreciate that you guys even took the time to make this post because even in the post, they said, well, we, we know that we really can't say much because we know we're, what, like, what, where we are in the position of this. But we just want to let you guys know that we know we have people like that in our community and we're, we stand with you guys. And I was like, okay, that's genuine. Mm-hmm. I like that. So it's pretty easy to tell what companies are doing it literally just to save face and which ones are doing it because they actually care, yeah. honestly. So. For sure. Did you guys hear about um, today, just this morning, Aunt Jemima, that brand is going away. Oh, yeah, that's a whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Uncle Ben later this afternoon, up. too. Yeah. Just kind of made me think, like, oh, in one day, they both decided to change their, their, their brand name to whatever it's going to be. Like, why mm-hmm. couldn't you do it a long time ago? Like you know, if you this, could both yeah. do it today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's the same. And like with the, the NASCAR and the Confederate flags and all oh, that. Yeah, that like, thing, the yeah. sports teams. You get, you get to find out which of, which of your Facebook friends seem to care more about flags than people's lives. It's <laughs> like, uh, like, Oh, it's like, okay, cool. Like really? Who fucking yeah. cares, the NFL, man? The whole NFL thing. Yeah. That was, yeah. that was, uh, watch that whole train wreck happen. Yeah. So everyone's like, you have the audacity yeah. to make that social media post. Mm-hmm. And Colin Kaepernick is just like in his house, just like, really? Okay. Whatever. Oh, what, when the guy asked him to like come back and play again? Like, that exactly. Was like He's recent, like, no, right? dude. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I don't think that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't, like, okay. Yeah. You know, I've, it's what, been like four years and he's just going to be like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I'll just go right back. I'm sure he's, yeah. I don't know. It's, yeah. It's all that. Um, all that. And also, uh, last thing on the, uh, for the matter for me, with black content creators and streamers and stuff like that, I follow this one streamer. Um, who is black and gay his name is i am brandon and he is a a local chicago streamer and he's really good he was affiliated up until this happened up until this happened um i don't know if he's been like really like pushing to have that happen i feel like he has been um but he's been he's always been has really good streams he's a really good personality He's always had like a really good following, but then all of a sudden, when this all this stuff happened, people started doing those tag your favorite five black content creators or whatever, and then I'll go give them a follow. Or um, people started just sharing all their like clips of like their favorite black content creators and stuff like that. And silver lining is we all appreciate like the the shout outs and the words of positivity and stuff. Of course, we love that. That's that's great. Um, support. Black people support black creators, but we're just like, why couldn't you have the same energy three months ago? Yeah. Like all of a sudden this sparked it. Okay. And then even with I am Brandon, like he got partnered, he got a whole surge of subscribers. And some people said that he was taking advantage of the situation to grow his channel. And he's like, I didn't do anything. You guys came to yeah. me. Yeah. Like I was doing what I always do, but all of a sudden you guys want to act like I exist now. No. Like, but if you want to stay around after this is over, feel free. Yeah. Um, but mm-hmm. just yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, we def, I mean, we definitely stand with uh, black lives matter and all that on, on Nintendo main podcast. Mm-hmm. I just, uh, it's, I feel I was, this is what I've been thinking about lately about like the world and everything. Like before all of this happened, you know, I was, I felt like I was doing all right. Like I was feeling fairly happy, like with my life, you know? I just got married and I was working like a decent job. I was on a right show like fairly regularly. And, uh, I don't know. I thought everything was okay. And I'm kind of happy that in a way I'm happy that COVID happened. So, it, so mm-hmm. everything can, so you can just like stop for a minute and realize just how everything was not okay ever. And mm-hmm. it was just completely fucked up. And you just thought maybe it was okay because 
everything was fine for you at the time. And it's like, maybe we all need this like hard reset to just be like, no, wait a second. No, the shit isn't working. And like, we need to, we need to try to change a lot of things. And yeah. And it's, uh, and it's not okay to just like act like nothing's happening and you know, that, that type of thing. That's kind of what and, I've been thinking. It's not going to be easy and, it. It, and it's not going to be, it's not going to happen quickly. No. Yeah. But it has to be something that you keep doing and you keep trying to educate yourself uh, on, on how to, on how to try to be a better person and how to try to, how to, Try to be less less racist and all that type of thing, you know. And just yeah, just pay attention and uh, support support each other and all that stuff. That's what is what I want to say. But uh, if you guys if you guys have don't have anything left to say about about that, we can move on to games that we've been playing. Yeah, all right. I'm good to push on. Okay, well uh, let's let's talk video games. Yeah, yes, video games. <laughs> well, we gotta get we gotta get you know we've talked about this before. We talked about it last week, but or two weeks ago, but. You know, we're. I, it would be very strange for any podcast. I feel like to not talk about what's happening. Like, even if they're just a podcast yeah. about whatever, you know, you should still be. If you're not talking about what's happening right now, then what are you doing? You know. Yeah. yeah. The, the whole reason I, one of the main reasons I wanted to start a podcast was so I could have some sort of say in things. You know, I just wanted somewhere to express myself and say how I feel and all that. And if you're not really mm-hmm. talking about this, then what are you even talking about? That's that's what what I have to say, but. Nintendo's cool too, so uh, let's. Move on to our games that we've been playing. Let's start off with with you, Dave, and what you've been playing lately. Uh, yeah, so um, I've had a lot of time to play video games because, like, what else am I doing? Uh, I've been uh, since Clubhouse Games came out. I think like two, three weeks ago. I've been playing a lot of that with my girlfriend locally, and uh, we've been playing. Like, yeah, we've been playing a lot of that. I have been hyped for that game since they first announced it back in like March. And I was just wondering why they needed to give us a three month buffer before it released. And I've just been hype ever since. Cause I was like, this is the perfect time to have a, a tabletop game collection. I can finally learn how to play all these games. And uh, I've been enjoying it as much as I thought I would have. I've been, uh, I'm learning Hanafuda. Like I actually know how to play that game better. Now I actually have like a physical box of the cards, like the Nintendo branded, not the Club Nintendo versions of the cards, but like the regular cards that have the Nintendo logo on them. I have mm-hmm. those. Um, I also know how to play Yahtzee now. I never knew how to play Yahtzee, so I can play that now. Um, let's see, what else? I I'll, understand I'll, how to play darts. Mm. I know how to read a dartboard because of this game now. Sure. Yeah. It's a uh, mm-hmm. we 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 were kind of hard on it last week when we ta- when we talked we about our clubhouse impressions, but it's still been uh, it's still been a game that that I've been playing. I, I yeah, noticed I it. Still. They they just like you know it's just uh, the time where it started showing like the hours that you put into the game and all that. And I saw that Jeremy and I already had twenty hours into it from it only being out for like a week, so or like yeah. two weeks, I guess. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I was at you know Jess and I. She was on the show last week. 
Um, we were t- we were talking about how it would be a great like we're at grandma's house game, and we played it at at her grandma's house like just recently, Ooh, nice. a couple days ago. And you can do you know her grandma has like no internet and like no Wi Fi, like nothing like that. And we can do we can easily still do like the online well the system to system play you know because mm-hmm. she has a she has a switch and she has the demo and we can do like okay, cool. you know their version of download play so we were able to just like play. that is really cool yeah. I love that actually yeah like um I bought the game my girlfriend didn't buy it because um, she was asking me if she should buy it for herself but I was like I I wasn't sure I was like we could just play it on my console but then they said there's the demo that can download. And then if you have that and someone else has it, you can just basically DS download play the game mm-hmm. and have the full roster of games to play. So um, she just has that. So we've just been playing a lot of um, local play that way. And then one of my friends, they were just like, yo, should I get Clubhouse games? And we were like, get it, please. <laughs> yes. And we just played like uh, like an hour of just Texas Hold'em last night while just talking. So that was really fun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Texas Hold'em was one that we played at her grandma's mm-hmm. house, and, and and Yahtzee, like or Yacht Dice, as they call it, or whatever. That actually mm-hmm. that's become one of my favorite games on there. And I and I was never really a Yahtzee person, probably because of all like the you know like the pieces of paper and like always having to have a pencil. It seems and, like, overwhelming. Maybe you don't, physically. Yeah, yeah, and keeping score and all that. But this does all of it for you. Like I think that's mm-hmm. a lot of things that's really great about it, where it's just you don't have to worry about all this shit. It's going to tell you what you you know what you can do and what you can't yeah. do. And some of the card games, too. Like, I never really learned how to play a lot of ca- games with a deck of cards. But uh, Takoyaki is really fun. Yeah, um, I didn't know how to play Speed before. Uh, so Speed's really good. But I feel like that would for sure be better with just a regular deck of cards. Mm-hmm. It is. We we actually played it the other night, my girlfriend and I. And we were like, yeah. this is actually better than the, the video game version. Mm-hmm. And then um, Billiards. I never really got into, like, Billiards modes in video games. But mm-hmm. I decided to, like, actually learn how to play uh what was it the nine nine ball version of it because yeah. i usually play the eight ball version which i didn't even know that was the, the actual name for that version where it's mm-hmm. stripes and solids yeah uh so i've been playing a lot of that so i'm just like dang i can't wait for the bars to open and actually be sterile so i can go and play some darts <laughs> and some billiards <laughs> with my friends uh so that's cool um yeah it's like a good game also like educational too so mm-hmm. i'm just learning how to play physical tabletop games bring your deck of hanafuda with you Dude, for real. I'm still learning how to, like, I, I can't play it comfortably physically yet. I, I need to have the cheat sheet on me at all times so I can memorize those suits, but I'm slowly getting it. Slowly getting yeah. it. No, it's a it's definitely one of the ones that I liked more as far as, like, ones that are really hard to figure out. Mm-hmm. It was, I like the Hanafuda because the cards are so pretty. Like, I like all the designs yeah. on them. Especially the Nintendo ones are really cool, too. Where, like, oh, this, also, yeah. I didn't know Chinese checkers was as easy as it is. Oh yeah! I never knew how to play Chinese checkers, and I was like, Same. "Is this literally all it is?" I didn't know it was that easy. I and I didn't realize you don't get rid of the pieces when you jump over them. I'm like, yeah, oh, it changes everything. Yeah, it's like the same. It's same, but you don't lose pieces. Yeah, I, I mean, I played ch- Chinese checkers somewhat when I was a kid, so I knew that much of it, but I still haven't played it on mm-hmm. on the clubhouse game yet. But we actually we actually lost power today at our in our in our whole apartment building for like an hour. Oh, wow. So I didn't know it, it went from like four to five and I was like, Oh shit. I'm like, are we going to be able to record later? Cause, cause I don't know. Like, you know, shit, mm-hmm. like I said, shit's been weird lately. Like who knows? Like who knows what the fuck's going to happen here? So like mm-hmm. all of a sudden, all of a sudden all our power goes out and we just were, we were just playing clubhouse games, like with just the, nice. the gamepad touch, touch screen, just like passing it back and forth and playing it like that. Cause, cause she hadn't, she didn't charge, hadn't, didn't have her switch charged. So it was almost dead. We had no way to charge it. So we just did. We did some Mancala, like just 
on you know just on the regular touchscreen, and that's I feel like that's a whole another way to play it too. If you haven't really yeah. done Looking it like that, to just when yeah. con season kicks back up, because yeah. I have a whole bunch of friends with switches, and we always get a hotel room, and I'm just like, that's gonna be a fun like con night game mm-hmm. just to be like yo who wants to play like some hanafuda who wants to play like any of these games on clubhouse games and we can just do that and then like actually fight irl because <laughs> we just me and my friends be talking so much shit when we're playing those games it's just so it's just so funny i thought it'd be fun to play texas hold'em but actually like put something up for stage yeah you know, I, was, I was like get some change or something uh-huh. like bet nickels or something yeah we were thinking about trying to if if maybe we could still try to do it like do some sort of stream where Maybe we could give away like eShop credits or something like that mm-hmm. for for whoever won. Because we we've done we've done streams before where we put like where you do the tag like play with viewers and you, we seem to have a pretty good have a pretty good audience for that. Like, especially have. when we did like uh, when we did Mario Maker stuff cool, like cool. with playing playing Watchers levels and stuff. Fortnite like that, so. that was like we just got schooled in that when we did that. <laughs> well, Fortnite <laughs> got weird. But, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, <did. laughs> it got weird for sure. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Clubhouse Games, great game. Uh, let's see, another game I've been playing, Ring Fit Adventure. I've been trying to play that more. Uh, my girlfriend's in the room and she's staring daggers into my neck because I haven't played today. Um, um oh my goodness! <laughs> so, um, but I do need, to, yeah, I need to play. I need to play some more. Uh, I'm trying to do better with my fitness uh, because that game seriously makes me look like I'm out of like a '90s Gatorade commercial. Just so much sweat, so much sweat. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Do you guys have Ring Fit Adventure? Have you guys played it? Well, uh, actually, well, I know that I know that Jeremy, I, I we're, we're we're friends on we're friends on Switch, David, and I actually have your like your your uh, your top scores show up in in my Ring Fit Adventure, so I can be like, oh, oh, okay. oh cool, look, cool. what did what did he do? You, you've done better than me in like pretty much all of them, but it's always <laughs> nice to see. I think I have I have you and Janet in there as people that actually have like you know for like the mini games and stuff like yeah. that for records. So it's always cool to look at what other people have. But uh, because of I, because of my like whole hand thing, I haven't been able to do it lately. But I've been really wanting to. I thought about just trying to do like some of the squats and stuff like that, just mm-hmm. because of you know feeling like sluggish and just like oh, I should try to do something. But uh, mm-hmm. so I haven't been playing it lately. But I think the last time I played it was when they added the rhythm the rhythm mode to it. Like the rhythm the, game mode is actually really good. Yeah. So like I would not mind an original title just with that mechanic, mm-hmm. like with like fifty different. And then, like, just give us the Smash soundtrack with the rhythm, ha- with the uh, Ring Fit Adventure controls, and I would love that. I would be all over it. Yeah, or even like, a, even if they did like a paid DLC thing with more songs on it, I'd, I'd, I'd play, pay like I'd pay 20, for 30 it. bucks for a full game, yeah. 50 song set list. And then Smash Bros, I'm playing that on and off. I haven't been actually playing Smash like at all unless someone asks me or. I notice someone has like a battle arena open and I just jump in, play a couple matches. Yeah, I just I've been I've, like I've died off on Smash recently, so I've been like kind of rusty. Uh, I've been keeping up, of course, with like the arms character reveal and stuff like that. So that might resurge me playing a little bit when that happens. But uh, I've been jumping in off on Smash. I play I'm taking a break from Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition. No, why? Yes, because uh, <laughs> I so the game is long, um, but I also <laughs> it's actually so I've never. I uh, played Xenoblade Chronicles the first time ever on the 3DS version, mm. but I didn't even get far at all. Have you have you beaten the game already? Or no, no. I, I the first time I played it was on the 3DS also, and I'm I just okay. want to say like I, I'm sorry that you had to play it in that version. It's uh yeah, it was pretty rough. It's not. It, it doesn't look great. I mean, but mm-hmm. it, and and that, and that's actually once I I really enjoyed the game. I think I got it like right around the time that Xenoblade Chronicles X came out on Wii U, which I really really liked as well. 
And mm-hmm. so I, I think I played X first, and then I went to Xenoblade Chronicles One, and I was like, "Oh, okay, I get it," because it's kind of the same battle, but the but there's so much more story and like more character development. And I was like, "Oh, that's awesome!" But yeah. once I started getting to like the bigger levels, I'm like, "Man, I really wish I could play this on the TV," because it just it just doesn't really those do graphics, it on the 3ds. They did, those for graphics me. didn't yeah. do it justice at all. Yeah, uh, but I'm enjoying Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition. I got like 22 or so hours in, and then I got to a point where. Uh, I have to rescue this one dude. It's a story mission. I have to rescue this guy from like a mob of like five, six enemies. And they're all like level 36. Mm. And they're so fast. And they also can like block my arts. So I can't even attack. So I have to like either have my squad so buffed that they can just auto attack and kill everything Mm. or something else. So I just ended up starting. I just started grinding and I was having issues with that. But then I was talking to another friend who loves Xenoblade and they actually beat the game already. And I was just, and they told me to just play it on. Because uh, I've never played a Xenoblade all the way through before, and this was like my first time playing through Definitive, so they were just like, "Yeah, just play casual mode. There's no like harm in doing it that way if you just want to experience the story." Oh, and sure, just- yeah, and and if you get stuck yeah. in a certain part, it actually does. Because um, I, I had a similar thing where uh, it, it's the first time you fight the boss of one of the um, Mechons with the face, you know, yeah. where you're like in the mine going to Colony Six. Mm-hmm. It's like one of the very first big bosses I think that you fight. The one where like none of your hits like really hurt the guy at all and you have to yeah. topple him before they get hurt. Like that one I was having a really hard time beating him and I went and like grinded and like got everybody up two levels and then came back and beat him. But I noticed that like if you get stuck on one boss they give you options. Like it's uh it's kind of like they did with like with Mario Tennis Aces. Like they'll let you they'll let you go into it and like you can have all your guys like you can build, you can have all of your um your your dual hit or whatever will already be like all mm-hmm. the way up to the top. You can do stuff like that, and you can also lower the difficulty whenever you want to, in case you're like completely stuck on something. So yeah, I do so I I'm do probably, appreciate that. Yeah, so I'm probably just gonna go back through the game uh and just play it on casual mm-hmm. at least to get through that area and then see what happens afterwards. Maybe like switch it on and off as I need to because mm-hmm. uh, I do want to see where the game goes because I was actually really having a good time with it. Like. I'm uh, notorious in my friend group for not being the RPG guy, and I mm. never would ever finish an RPG. So, uh, <laughs> like, my girlfriend was really impressed that I was actually getting that far in Xenoblade and playing it so feverishly. So, uh, I do want to get back into it. But uh, I took a break, didn't delete any data. I remember where I was, so I can just jump back into it whenever. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and also, I'm taking a break from Indivisible, which is also on Switch. I was playing it on my PS4, but it's also available on Switch. Really good game. Um, but that game is kind of like a Metroidvania ARPG. Mm-hmm. So if you guys have ever heard of Skullgirls, uh, it's a fighting game that's also available on Switch uh, from Lab Zero. Yeah. Um, they ended up making their own RPG, and the battle system is kind of like uh, each character is assigned to one of your face buttons on your controller, and then you have like a certain amount of actions you can do with each of those characters, and then you can combo and juggle um, the enemies and stuff like that. You also have like a super meter. And it's a really intuitive battle system. I really like it. Uh, but the story, uh, story's pretty good. It's just that in terms of like Metroidvanias, it ended up being kind of like lengthy. I think the game probably is like maybe 25 to 30 hours long. I got maybe 20 hours in and I was just like, I need a break from this. Hmm. Like it's no Hollow Knight. It's no like uh, Super Metroid or anything like that. So the platforming and backtracking through one area, because you go back to one area after being there before and earlier in the story. So like, okay, you're here. You're at the bottom of the map. Get to the top. Mm-hmm. You were here already, though. There's no fast travel or anything like that. So I was just like, ugh. So I had to uh, <laughs> take a break from that game to go back in later to finish it. Uh, so now I am uh, I'm playing this game called Rabby Ribby, 
which is another Metroidvania that is uh, on PC. It's like a anime esque bullet hell type of game, and it's uh like basically this um, this pet rabbit gets turned into like a bunny girl, and she meets a fairy, and then they're just like going through uh, some type of fantasy world. Hilarity ensues. Really good game. I'd suggest checking that out on Steam if you get the chance. Uh, but uh, the big game that I have recently played, it's not, it's a Nintendo type of thing, but uh, me and my girlfriend played through The Last of Us last week because the sequel drops this week. Mm-hmm. So uh, she's never played it before. I haven't played it since I last played it. I finished it in like 2015. Uh, so I need a refresher anyway. So we played through that uh, last weekend and we were emotionally compromised till Sunday. So yeah. um, <laughs> a really fun time that. there. Dude, yes, it's real. I'm really. Lo- I just actually preloaded the those clickers freak my- me out. <laughs> yeah, dude. I remember um, when I first got my PS4, I really experienced a game like that before. So like playing through it, um, it was like a whole thing. It was a whole thing. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to the sequel. If you uh, have not played The Last of Us and you want to check it out for sure, the game is not as long as I remember. Uh, I guess it's just because I've been through it before. But the first time you go through it, like I was, I'll just say like The Last of Us is a hundred percent like one of the best games, one of the best movies I've ever played. Mm-hmm. It's like if that's anything I can say about it, it's yeah, one of the best movies you like, ever play. Sure, movie. Mm-hmm. It like yeah. does it better than uh, Metal Gear Solid when it tries to be a movie. Uh, I've actually never played Metal Gear Solid. I don't, I don't know about that. Well, I mean, Metal Gear. I, I'm saying that to like the detriment of Metal Gear Solid, just because Metal Gear Solid is. I feel like that's kind of a negative of Metal Gear Solid that it's almost too much of a movie. Where some of the <laughs> some of the games you well we we Jesse and I we used to say like we'd play the game and try to avoid where the next cutscene is because you want to like play it a little bit longer you know because some of those games are just too much too much video not enough playing is what I'm saying on yeah. the Metal Gear Solid side but I've I've played through all of the, all of the Last of Us and I felt like it all it blended it pretty well yeah like, it was pretty I, yeah. pretty equal yeah. I beat it over like a weekend because it was like pretty. I was, I was pretty intrigued by the story, so mm-hmm. I just kept playing it until I beat it, and yeah. I felt like it was pretty quick. Like I like maybe no less than even twenty bucks, easy mode. less than like twenty hours, I think. Uh, as far as the new one, I'm not really. I don't know. I'm kind of trying to keep my game purchases on a budget, so that basically means all my money goes to Nintendo stuff mm-hmm. instead of PlayStation Four. And also, I have yet to to beat a PlayStation Four game on my PlayStation Four, so I don't really. I don't really play it that often, so it's kind of been. It's 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 one of those things that like maybe I'll buy it when it's cheap later and buy and play it. You know, yeah. it's kind of like I'm. It's not really huge on my on my, on my radar. What's up? Oh, that's an investment. <laughs> that's yeah. a time investment. That's the only game I've beat on the PS4. Uh, well, I guess I beat what, Red Dead. I don't know if that no, counts. That's a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, uh, Last of Us, and that that's the last one that you've been playing then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, uh, I'll talk about what I've been playing. There hasn't been. It hasn't been a whole lot, but we did get a well. We did get Karaoke Revolution Party for GameCube, which I bought on bought it on eBay, uh, complete in box for seven ninety nine, free shipping. So that's a pull. Yeah, that's that was one of those things and you where got I would, a pad for it too. Uh, no, you you bought me a pad, John, for my birthday years oh, ago. Oh, the, the Mario, the Mario used the Mario pad. Okay, no, I, I actually didn't use the dance pad, but it but you can. I but we didn't use the dance pad. We just used the. The microphones that that we used were ones that came with the Mario Party games, so that's were the ones that that I had. But uh, but yeah, no, um, I was just thinking about you know about karaoke bars and when are we gonna get to see those ever? So I was like, you know what, I should buy one of those karaoke revolution games. Those things are probably dirt cheap, right? And I found 
the one the one that came the only one that came out for GameCube, Karaoke Revolution Party for uh, for eight dollars, and it's uh, made by Harmonix. It came out the same month as uh, Guitar Hero, so it was like they had oh, two wow. games come out at the same time. And uh, yeah, it's one Jeremy mentioned a little bit last week, but yeah, it was the one that you can you can do sing and dance as it's called in the game, and you can hook up your DDR dance pad with it, and you can do karaoke and that, which I didn't do that because that sounds like insane. it sounds like a headache and something that I can't do. I can't I can barely sing anyway, so it's <laughs> like the thirty two X of music games. Like it's just like you keep stacking these extra things because <laughs> you can you also use the iToy. Oh or I guess the iToy doesn't exist on the GameCube, but yeah, on the some PS2 of the version I yeah. have this game on the PS2. You can also have like a video of yourself on there, and you just you just see yourself looking so exhausted because it is. <laughs> yeah, I can't even because we we just tried a, a Conan <laughs> Conan Jess and Conan and I and Jess we all or me Conan and Jess we all tried doing it and just doing the regular singing and uh, I'm still pretty bad at hitting the notes. Like I've never really been that great at karaoke revolution, but it's still, it's still fun to do, you know, man, if you can sing and you do karaoke, why are you doing karaoke? <laughs> well, I karaoke, do. Yeah. I, I do. It's just fun. I mean, I do karaoke. I like singing punk songs, like punk rock songs where you don't have to oh, hit nice. notes, you know, and it's all about just, you know, just me being, having fun and singing a song that I've heard a million times, whatever. That's kind of, that's kind of more what I go for, but but just for and I, and a lot of them I would I've sung like you know I, I like singing Sweet Caroline but for some reason I just could not hit the notes on the GameCube on that version of it I don't know I'm no I'm used to just singing it however I think it sounds which is maybe, it's weird because it's like yeah. it's based on pitch but you yeah. can like change octaves and and it's it ends up being really strange once but once you figure it out you can so now you just got to jump around those octaves if you can't hit a note yeah. you have to I mean for what I realized and I was able to pass a few of them. What? Because there is kind of a singing in the background, and I just kind of ma- try to match the notes that that's that I, that that is, is what I what I did, and that kind of worked for me. But some of those long notes where you don't like, where you're not on the right pitch, is like can be funny because I'm just like, ah, like just trying to get it, <laughs> and it, it, I'm just trying to move the triangle like up and down, like to get like right on that, you know, right on the right thing. But yeah, for for eight bucks, it was it was super fun. There's. There's a lot. There's a lot of songs on there, and it's nice to play a, a karaoke game again, you know. And and my Mario yeah, a fun game to play with people. Yeah, my my Mario Party mics like they totally work. The the uh, the chords aren't that long, so you kind of have to stand in front of the TV to do it. But you know, that's part of that's part of the. It's like fun you're playing a game classic. Yeah, it's, it's like the part of the fun of playing <laughs> an old game, you know. And and it's all and it's nice that my that I'm that my GameCube is still working on the on the TV on the new TV that I have. So. So I had to get all these different adapters because it doesn't have an AV plug on it anymore. So I had to find a way to make it HD and all that stuff. But yeah, that that came through. We we played it. We played around with it. It was fun. Um, I'm still playing Ion Fury, which I don't know if you've heard about this game, David, but it's one of my. It's because it's it's a really it's a really cool game. It's a it's a new game made by the guys who did Duke Nukem. It's like a it's a new 3D realms game. So it's like a it's like a 90s first person shooter. That was like oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. released like now. It's uh it's fun. It was I was hoping that maybe that would be the game that I beat of the week, but it's too long. There's way too much left of the game. Like I looked at the I looked at the levels and I'm like only halfway through the game and I've been playing it for I don't know, ten hours, maybe twelve hours. So there's a lot more to go to on that. And uh and and a nice little surprise like uh, included with the Iron Fury is uh and I found this on Wario sixty four's Twitter, but uh Doom's Doom, uh, or not Doom, uh, Duke Nukem, Duke Nukem World Tour is coming to, or yeah, Duke Nukem is finally coming to the Switch, the real version of it, the Duke Nukem 
64, but the right one, you know. Basically, the the PC Duke Nukem will be on Switch. For anybody who played the Duke Nukem 64, like I did, you know, you finally get the real version. Because the 64 one was all edited and all that. This is the full version. And it's coming to Switch next week. It's only four ninety nine. It's on sale right now. It's half off. If you pre-ordered it, yeah. Yeah, and I went ahead and pre-ordered it. It's only like 900 megabytes Same. or something like that. So it's So if you're having trouble with your... SD card like I am uh, as far as uh, space goes. It's pretty doesn't easy. Take a lot to, of space. Yeah, it doesn't take up much spot. And actually, I still had to delete something. Oh yeah, I had to delete. I deleted Cuphead. Oh yeah. And was it Ion? Oh, no. Ion Fury is only like 500 megabits, so it's that's not bad either. So, but yeah, no, it's. I'm uh, excited to get on and play Duke Nukem again, and like I can remember doing dial up, dialing up directly to my friend in 1996, like entering the phone number into the game so it could call him. Oh wow! And playing. Uh, um, online, like that was, I think that was my first online game. In fact, I would bet on it. Yeah, mm. Duke Nukem 3D before Doom, even. I never played Doom online. No, I, oh. I never had Doom. Oddly enough, oh, because yeah, I that was Stein. I had Duke Nukem. That was Quake. the yeah, that was the only game I played that we played online in high school was Doom, was Doom and was Doom Two, and we did the, the same thing. We had to do the dial up, and you got to tie it up, you got to tie up the phone line, and all that, and all that shit. You know, like way back in the day, and I don't think I ever owned. Duke Nukem on my computer. I think a friend of mine had it, but I bought the 64 one. I bought Duke Nukem 64. So I know about the, you know, the whole like um, getting getting that and how it was censored by Nintendo. And it was a weird game because they, they decided that sex was bad, but like cannibalism was good. Like they go like, they're, <laughs> they're like, let's make it more violent. Like they're like, boobs are bad, but blood, awesome. Like let's just make the game weirder in that aspect. So, but yeah, no, I'm excited to see. Uh, and this is supposed to be like a remaster of sorts, right? It's like there's the the characters are somewhat 3D, and there's an right. Eight, I think they re-recorded all the audio. Yeah, and and the, some of the the music is is remastered also, and uh, and there's some extra levels in there, <laughs> and uh, there's an eight person online co-op. Which see how that works, <laughs> you know. I'm very interested in trying that. with the Nintendo online service, like you know whether it, whether it works well or doesn't. But yeah, that was a nice that was a nice like a uh, little surprise to to find on there. So I went ahead and I went ahead and bought that because I didn't know how long the sale was for. But four ninety nine that's a wonderful price for Duke Nukem. Especially like coming off of like how much love I had for Ion Fury, and I still have for Ion Fury. You know, it'd be nice to like maybe I can finish Ion Fury and then jump right into Duke. You know, because they're very similar games. And uh, also, uh, also with with the big sale, with the big summer sale, didn't you say that okay, Duke right. Nukem, the voice of Duke Nukem, was in Ion Fury? He is. Yeah, he plays the bad guy, but it's not it's not the same Duke voice, obviously. Because uh, oh, okay. Because um the other that other company owns them not 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 3D Realm, 3D Realms the guys whoever did a, a Bulletstorm they they own it <laughs> but um Gearbox Gearbox yeah but d- during the summer so there was that big E3 sale where there was 1,200 games total on sale and uh, I ended up taking advantage of that sale and I bought River City Girls on sale because nice. that was cool. a game I really wanted to play and I haven't gotten to play it much I, I just played it a little bit last night. But it looks good. It sounds good. The music's really good. Uh, there's a level up system in it, like like what I said that I thought should have been in Streets of Rage Four, where you learn new moves as you level up. Uh, and yeah, it feels it kind of it kind of feels a little bit like River City Ransom, but with you know starring female characters. I need to go back and finish that because I uh, yeah I never I never finished it. I got it on launch. Um, really great game. Great music. Great visuals. 
Um, I might actually play that local multiplayer with my girlfriend so we can uh, finish it. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. No, I had just heard a lot about it and there was that huge, like, you know, that huge sale that happened and it was on sale for 20. I think it's normally 30. And I was like, nice. right, right when I came off of the streets of rage four, I was really in this beat em up mood. And I was like, Oh man, I should check out that game. Cause I heard like so much good stuff about river city girls. And then it ended up being on sale. So I just went ahead and grabbed it because I know the sale ended like Tuesday. So I wanted to make sure and get the sale before it went back up. So that that's what I ended up getting. From that, from that sale, from from the big sale, um, for my for my beat of the week, I, I beat uh, Katamari Damacy finally. I nice. that was kind of one. That's like one of those that I just I knew I was on the last level, and it was one I was just going to do if I couldn't get through anything else in time. And and I, once I figured out that I had like so many more levels to go through on Iron Fury, I'm like, okay, fuck it, I'm going to go back and play Katamari. So I so I played that like final half an hour long level where you build the moon and like, you have to make it like 300 meters and all that. And, and you get to roll across, roll across the world and suck up all of the, all of the different countries and all that. It's a fun time. Yeah. yeah. It's a, yeah, it's a great game. I, I really wish that they would re-release the second one remastered and all that. Yeah. That they need really to keep cool. going with it. And it was on sale. It was like nine ninety nine on the, on the big, like super nice. summer sale. Well so it. it was like way, way, way down. Like a lot of them were really, really, like I was really, I almost, I thought about getting Nino Cooney because that one was nineteen ninety nine, which is also like a big cut down from that one for fifty. Mm-hmm. But they had a lot of really good sales on there. But the one I ended up just going with with River City Girls. Um, I talked about, yeah, you know, we talked about Xenoblade a little bit. I got I got stuck my first time in the game on that boss, but I kind of just I just warped around to different parts of the map and I would just you know fight like all of the mechons that I could find and just like get myself leveled up a couple levels and, you know, and, and like up, upgrade all of my, all my spells that I have. And I went to the different shops and sold some stuff and bought some new armor and like did a bunch of stuff. And I was able to, I had my first grinding experience in that game, but I, I personally, I, I love Xenoblade Chronicles. I think it's really cool. I mean, it's like I said before, I liked it. I played through, I must have put like maybe 60 hours into the 3DS one. I think I played from what Smashing Theory was saying, I played like two thirds of the game on that. And uh, I really, really been hoping I, I was wanting, I was planning on getting the Wii U, the Wii virtual console version on Wii U. It, but then this one came around and I bought this one. So I still, I'm still really enjoying it. Xenoblade Chronicles. I'm still planning on playing it until I beat it. So I'm, I'm going to try to put other games to the side. Maybe I, maybe I won't get trails of cold steel at the end of the month, like I said, I would and just wait until I beat Xenoblade. Cause that's kind of a problem that I had last year where I bought too many games at once, especially too many RPGs at once. And then I just couldn't, I could barely play any of them. Like I played a little bit of all of them and it's like, maybe I just need to just, just like get into one. But yeah, that's, that's what I've been playing for the week. Cool. Well, uh, I also have a beat of the week. Happy to say I finally finished resident evil four. Nice. It's not the first time I've beaten the game. First time I've beaten this version on switch. And uh, I'm already like significantly into my second playthrough because I forgot you have to like have a million bucks for the infinite rocket launcher. And so I'm like, well, now I got to do that because that's really fun once you have it. But you don't need it because it's so easy the second playthrough because all your weapons are upgraded and you have all this extra ammo that you end up stockpiling because everything dies in one hit. So it's still fun, though. It's fun breezing through the parts that I was stuck on before. So I've been having a good time with it, but I said at the beginning of the show, I, what was my my middle name was no no thanks to overtime, and Leon Kennedy's just like a, 
an asshole in this game. Like, I mean, <laughs> play this, he's just like most like I don't know, like male chauvinist. I guess you you could call him. And uh, he always calls Ashley like sweetheart, honey, and stuff like that. And anyway, at the end of the game, which I got stuck on the last part for a really long time, and I'm not sure what my problem was, but I could not get that jet ski. The water, uh, yeah, the jet ski part at the end. It took me at least 20 tries to beat it. I don't know what my deal was, but at the end of the thing, uh, after you rescue Ashley, she's like, so uh, do you want to go back to my house for some other time? (laughs) And and Leon's like, no, I'd rather not or something like that. And Ashley's like, I had a feeling you'd say that. And then he starts talking about Ada Wong. Oh yeah. yeah. Part of him or something like that. It's very, very weird at the end, but uh, well, I mean, it's weird through the whole game. Like, so much of that game is you just standing in the same room as the boss you're going to fight. They mm-hmm. like talk about how they're going to kill you, and then they just walk away. And yeah. then you <laughs> find them and then actually fight them. So I'll kill you later. It's, it's hilarious, but it's it's a really fun game. And um, I know I said I wanted to play it on the go, and that's one of the main, main reasons I bought it, but I've literally never done that. I just play it on the TV at home. So but yeah, Resident Evil 4, done. But I'm going to keep playing it, and I've thought about maybe buying Resident Evil 5, but I haven't talked myself into it yet. I went back and played some Breath of the Wild. Oh, I yeah. I played Breath of the Wild since uh, November of, of 2019, according to my uh, profile. So I was like, holy shit, is I, have I really not played this game for like eight months? Did you not finish it? or? Oh, I've beaten it. I just I was going through, like I think I'm up to like 110 shrines. Hmm, okay. so I've been going back and just trying to find shrines and and do stuff but apparently the last time i played it i went to hyrule castle and i set down my um hero medallion mm-hmm. so i can just like zip right there and so i did that and i'm like holy crap like i've never actually really explored hyrule castle it's always just like skip to the top of it to fight ganon so i just kind of went spent about an hour just like kind of casing all of hyrule castle and um, i ended up getting the uh helium shield which i didn't have yet. Mm. I had to fight a Stallnox, which is like the uh, the high nox, but they're skeletal. And, uh, That's one of my favorite things to do. When I uh, I like starting like Breath of the Wild is a game that I don't mind starting over. Um, and really? Then, yeah, because like it's, uh, so it's I've, beat, so I've beaten the game once already, <laughs> um, but it's like I've I've started it over uh, maybe like two times since I beat it the first time. And uh, the first thing I do as soon as I get off of the Great Plateau is I run to Hyrule Castle, and I get kitted up at the castle mm. like That's, i go i beat the style i go and kill the style nox and then i get the shield mm-hmm. and then i just get a whole bunch of really op gear and then i leave and then i just continue on with the rest Is of that it. shield like the master sword does it behave like the master sword um i apparently the shield i've heard the shield can break okay but it's very hard to break it or it takes forever to mm. okay um, I, I mean i had only just gotten in on a night i kind of saved and mm-hmm and stop playing but i was like i can't believe i've owned this game for three years and three months i just got the helium i just got the helium shield finally yeah also i'm just like yeah i want to have the shield that doesn't break straight from the get-go uh, yeah no that's a cool way of doing it like i didn't think of i mean yeah go straight to the castle and try to get what you can and it, it does kind of put you almost in like a new game plus mode you know where you're coming mm-hmm. into it stronger which did you uh on xenoblade did you have xenoblade chronicles 2 david I did, and uh, ironically, I had Xenoblade Chronicles 2, and I didn't get that far into the game, and I traded it in. 
But um, did you you got the bonus for Xeno Definitive Edition, right? The extra money at the yes, beginning. Yes, actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Not the data still on there. Yeah, so that so that was a cool thing. That's mm-hmm. was, that's kind of like that I really liked about that, where they could you could get all the good shit like right at the beginning. So you felt a little bit overpowered starting it out. But yeah. Anyway, uh, other than that, like this week, I've mostly just been playing um, the clubhouse game some more. Like we were talking about. Uh, I've decided I'm never going to understand that game, Hounds and Hares. Like when Jess kept <laughs> kicking my ass at it. I don't uh, think it's a very good game. Together. It's not. I just want to understand how it works. It's like and a so really. I've, I've been trying yeah. to beat it on easy mode, and I probably put like thirty minutes. Oh, like against the computer. Oh, the computer. Yeah. Yeah, I just want to beat the computer one time. Oh yeah, yeah. The computer <laughs> on certain <laughs> games are very impossible. Yeah. Yeah, and it's supposedly the easy mode. I'm like, well, what's yeah, the dude. computer level going to be on Hounds and Hares? So. I just kind of come to the conclusion that I just will never wrap my brain around how that game works. Um, but I'm going to just keep trying to win. And then when I do, I'll let you, I'll let you guys know. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's going like, to happen eventually. Yeah. And I've only played as the hounds because that's the default mode. So I know maybe yeah. the hares mode is easier, but. Maybe oh, it's not. okay. Who knows? But, I would, um, yeah. I would think the hares might be harder. I mean, for me, it's like, it seems like a really small chess. It's like one quarter of a chess board with like less. With like less uh, pieces, that, mm. that's kind of how I see it. So it seemed kind of like a really simplified version of chess. Is, is kind of how I what I got from it. So yeah, but whatever. Like um, so, I I did buy a couple of games on the eShop. I did want to mention that. So I also bought Duke Nukem 3D. Uh, I was out and about running some errands when Trey put that in the Slack, and I was like, five bucks, I got to buy that. Yeah. So I actually used my gold points, and it was only like two dot two something. And uh, and I and like I said, I had to delete Cuphead, but I was going through my game library and seeing when I played things last, and it had been over a year since I played Cuphead. So right. I was like, well, you know, I'll still, I'll just, uh, I'll bring it back when I get a bigger memory card. So mm-hmm. it'll be back someday. But in the time being, um, I just needed room for Duke Nukem, so bought that, and I also bought. Uh, what else did I buy on the eShop? Oh, I guess that's all I bought on the eShop. I don't know what I'm talking about um i did buy the uh i did buy a thing that john's going to talk about and i think i'll let uh, i'll talk about it when he brings it up um but i also uh, bought some stuff online i guess i kind of went on a uh on a uh, mail order shopping spree as i said at the beginning of the show but i'm trying to convince myself that i was doing it for my future for the good (laughs) of my future and one of those things was ring fit adventure so i've been Nice. I follow Wario sixty four on Twitter as most people should who play video games, and uh, he or you know whatever the account periodically posts you know Ring Fit Adventures in stock again. Click here now, like just one of those things where ever since it went out of stock, I realized how much I actually really wanted it. You know, my desire for it increased, and especially with being at home so much that first month that I was off of work, I really kind of wished I had had it, but. Um, I finally got through to it. It took uh, two different days of him posting that. The first day, it did not work out. But the second time, it did. And I think I got it through Target. No, no, no. I got it through Best Buy. That's right. I got it through Best Buy. And I was supposed to receive it, originally receive it either today or tomorrow, but they have delayed it to Monday. So hmm. it was delayed by the USPS, not by Best Buy. So I don't know. Hmm. Maybe Best Buy didn't wasn't able to fill the order as fast as they thought they could. And then USPS has to be the one to apologize for it. But yeah, I was just like, well, now I got to wait till Monday for it. But 
at least it's coming. At least my card's been charged. You know, I know it exists. So pretty excited that uh, I actually have that game on the way, and I'm looking forward to getting my ass kicked by the Switch. It's a it's a hard game. That's what I keep hearing, and uh, and I believe it because I don't really exercise at all. So we'll see what we'll see what happens. My job's fairly physical, but I don't know. It's not like true exercise. I don't think. Mm. But well, uh, be, be ready to do a whole lot of squats. Right. That's basically how it starts. I mean, it's like it's yeah. I, I remember people kept saying that, and I'm like, it's not like that. And then I started playing, and I was like, man, there's a lot of squats in this game. <laughs> well, especially like when you're playing the the adventure mode, because a lot of the a lot of the jumps that you do, like almost every time you have to do a squat thing to get it to work. Like, so, so like there's like, there's like springs that you got to squat on for, to jump off that. And there's like a, dude, those springs, man. Yeah. There's like a rope thing Opening that you got to swing chest. on. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. And you yeah. got to open treasure chest by squatting too. Like, so yeah, it can really kill you if you're not ready to do squats. Cause yeah, but there's other way you can do other stuff that's not in the adventure mode, but the adventure mode. And there's some of them, some levels that it's just like spring after spring after spring. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, one time I thought I was going to pass out because it just kept going. <laughs> and I'm like, God, like, please be done. Like, this has to be the last one. And there was, like, three more after that. So, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I, as of the next podcast, I should have something to say about it. Um, I will have tried it by then. So, looking forward to that. Um, I also bu- finally got Chrono Trigger, the DS version. I mean, I've kind of been That's on a, a Chrono Trigger kit lately always kind of have been to be honest i'm still like wanting a chrono trigger tattoo that's something that's on my bucket list um you gotta get that cat <laughs> i've thought about it I, I think i want a little bit more than that but maybe the cat will be included i i, I know i just that's just what I, I thought of just like that little cat from the millennia mm-hmm. fair get that on there but i uh i got on ebay and i ended up paying 39.31 with shipping and uh it was just for the for the card but the card works so I've wanted this game for a long time and I kind of missed, I missed my chance to buy it because for a couple of years, maybe it wasn't for a couple of years, but for quite a while, just up to a little while ago, you could buy it off of the square website still. Yeah. I bought it. I bought it new for 20 off yeah. the, off the was, square it, website. Yeah. And I, and I missed my chance and I don't that know. That was like what, six years ago or something. I don't know why my dumbass didn't buy it. Cause I knew I would want it. It's the def- pretty much everyone says it's the best version of the game because it doesn't use disc-based media to load the uh, the cutscenes, so you don't have to wait for all the loading and stuff. Out of any RPG that exists, I'm really surprised that Chrono Trigger has not been remastered or remade since the DS. Yeah. I don't get it. Well, there was it's that like one of the top favorite ones. Yeah, I was gonna say there's that really bad PC port, but I don't know if that really counts as a. Remaster. That was kind of all. Yeah, I think that was the one they put on iOS and Android as well. Yeah, where the, where the sprites were all messed up and everyone hated it. I remember that, but yeah, yeah I had no interest in any of that, but. I did finally just say, fuck it, I'm buying Chrono Trigger on mm-hmm. PS because I want to play it. Um, what, like, it's been close to a year now, but I bought it for the Super Famicom, so I can play it on my TV if I want. And I have it on this, uh, the Wii as well. So I have I have multiple ways that I can play it now, but I really wanted this version with the, the cutscenes and the... I don't know if the audio is improved or not. I guess I, I have to play it a little while to see if they have, like, orchestrated audio or something, but Definitely looking forward to jumping into it. And I, I actually threw it into my, um, I have a DSi XL that I nice. got a couple of wow. years ago. The problem with my DSi XL is that it, the charging port doesn't work. Mm. But I had managed to, I had an, 
another one that I was like fixing up for my sister for like her birthday or something. And uh, I had charged up my battery using her DSI and that charge has lasted for a couple of years. So I, I threw it on there and it just looks amazing on those screens. And, and, and I mean, it sounds great and that's the way I want to play it, but I need to figure out a way to fix my DSI. So any listeners have any ideas of an easy way to do that? I bought it off eBay for pretty cheap several years ago and um, thought maybe I would fix it, but I don't know if I have the, the technical skill to do that. But does does anyone the- has any idea of an easy way to replace that or maybe another battery charging solution? Let me know. Oh, it's you're saying the system, like the port on the system isn't working, right? Right. So if I can yeah. charge the battery, like if they just sold like a DSI battery charger, mm. I would just leave like a little piece of tape on the battery compartment so I don't have to keep unscrewing it. And I'll just charge the battery that way if that's what it takes. Because uh. I think that's the way I want to play it because the screens are huge and it just looks so nice on that screen. The resolution of that screen is perfect for, for that game because it's the appropriate resolution for that port. But uh, what else did I buy? Uh, not necessarily directly gaming related, but I got uh, I bought the Raspberry Pi four, the new eight gigabyte model. I think I bought that like a week and a half ago, and I didn't mention it last week, but it went on sale, and I just happened to be on Twitter, very similar to Ring Fit Adventure, when uh, Pi Maroni. I'm not exactly how you pronounce that company name, but it, they're they're based out of England. And uh, they basically just were just like, "Hey, order this now because it's available." And I just clicked it. And I just I just ordered it, like, not really thinking what I was going to do with it or whatever, but just thinking like, I don't know. Eventually, I will figure out something to do with it. So I actually have bought all the uh, the accessories are all on the way for it, and I'm going to try to make a like a media center for the living room because my partner and I are moving in together in less than a month now. I'm trying to think of a cool way to kind of like make the living room super boss. Like I think I'm going to set up karaoke in the living room for one. And I think I also want to kind of have like a media center, sort of like a little server in the living room where we can put stuff and just have it play on the TV or wherever else in the house. So it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a dream that I have that I hope that I see to completion and it's hopefully an investment in my future, but otherwise, yeah, other than what, a couple of things John's going to talk about. Um, I, I played some Animal Crossing this week, but nothing serious happened in that, so I can just leave that out. Well, Are my you- biggest purchase of the week was I got the itch.io bundle, which if anybody's not heard of that uh, the website, itch.io, they were offering a massive bundle of 1,700 games for five bucks. And Damn all the every game, to be honest, it's like all right, the really, games, every, all the every, games, every indie game. Yeah. So I wrote mm-hmm. down, like, I actually wrote down some of the titles. Um, Wheels of Aurelia, which traded a review, he got a review copy of back in the day. That's like the first review copy I ever got for the mm-hmm. show. Was, uh, that mm-hmm. was on there. Uh, Celeste <laughs> is on there. I mean, it's worth oh, it gosh. just for Celeste alone. Night in the Woods is in there. Good game. Yeah. Uh, Piku Niku. I just recognized that. Right that one. Yeah, and there's just a ton more, but it's not exclusively games. There's also like resource packs and stuff for game development. So mm-hmm. it's just like a whole suite of a bunch of really cool stuff that I think put in the right hands. Like not just for the gaming aspect, but just like if somebody like didn't have any of this these tools they needed and they got them from it's, this bundle to like start making games. It could it's be honestly cool. overwhelming how much stuff is in that bundle. Yeah. 
Oh, right. there's like a whole search engine that someone developed mm-hmm. specifically for this bundle so that you can kind of look at it and get like an So you idea can find everything. <laughs> you basically bought a, an entire catalog of a, yeah. a system. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I kind of doubled the amount of games that I've ever had in my life for $5. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, and all the proceeds go to the NAACP Legal Defense Fund. So. Mm-hmm. You get to feel good uh, about your purchase. Yeah, I too. threw a, I threw a little extra there. I mean, I didn't go nuts because I don't have a lot of money, but I was like, well, five bucks is like easy to do. But I'm like, I could, I could throw a little bit more their way because, come on, this is more than five dollars worth of content. Yeah, there's like some games in there that have gone on to be on like the Switch on other consoles, have physical mm-hmm. copies, have mm-hmm. rabid fan bases now. And uh, like I think the one I guess the catch quote unquote is that you have to play it off itch.io's user like interface right so on your computer you have to play the games I believe so I think so I haven't tried it yet I I did get the confirmation email that has all the download links but yeah yeah they don't offer Steam keys they're very upfront about that mm-hmm. yeah and I don't have a computer I've got only an iPad so I, I have no way to play the games but when I get a computer eventually. Honestly, a that's library. a good investment, yeah. yeah. It is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't even... I, uh, knocking out those. I, I saw it, and I didn't even think anything of it, because I'm like, I don't know how to play that. And and a lot of them I already have. Like, that Pikuniku game, I actually do have that game for Switch, because it was on sale for 70 cents at one point, and I still, have, <laughs> I still haven't played it. But I bought it because it was really cheap, and people said they liked it. So, But yeah, there's a lot of... looks like there's a lot of indie stuff in there. I look forward to exploring it at some point, like... When I'm like down on my luck or whatever, and I don't have, I can't buy a new game. I'll be like, well, I can go to this huge catalog and find a random game to play, like that I right. already own. Uh-huh. I think the deal ends today. So, yeah, Trey, if you change your mind, I think you have till the end of the day. I'm good. Um, I got a game that everybody got for free: the Jump Rope game. Yeah, I got that game too, but I didn't play it. Just out that of was fear. a wild drop. Yeah, yeah, it was two days ago. Like it. 11 o'clock at night. I'll say it was a hard <laughs> time for it to drop because like everyone's going to want to try it. And... <laughs> like I was in bed and I was like, I gotta, gotta get up and jump some virtual rope. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know how, what your apartment situation is, uh, David, but I know uh, John and I are both like second floor apartments. So it's kind of like, I, I don't even know. Like I, I'm thinking, I was like, is there a silent mode like ring fit adventure? Cause I, I obviously don't, you don't have to jump. I don't want to jump up. I don't want to jump up and down. Like, yeah. I tried it. If yeah, you, you hold the two controllers this. like this, okay. mm-hmm. like this, like you're cranking pedal, like virtual pedals. Oh, okay, like yeah. I didn't get around to trying it because, yeah, I was like, I, I was like, I can't jump. That's, I don't, piss, <laughs> I don't, I don't want to piss. It's not really uh, much of a game. It's just, yeah, it's just it like a, a, yeah. a jumping app. It's or like whatever. a tech demo. People yeah. feels, say it feels like it's a WarioWare title or something. It does. Yeah, like one yeah. game. One of the bonus yeah. games that you could go back to and yeah. try to get a high score in later. Yeah, but they said that they actually developed it like from home so this was made in the last couple of weeks yeah so yeah. that's like a nice little there. bonus i uh was i don't have to worry about neighbors because i just live in a well i live in like a duplex but it's a single floor and uh but while i was jumping when i was trying to hit the 100 you know i played it like real jump rope the first time and while i was playing it the the shaking that i was causing made my uh labo piano fall off the top of my shelf over here and, mm. and it, <laughs> And it broke. <laughs> that thing is oh, falling no, like, like cartoon falling piano. That, yeah, I mean, it looks it looks like in the 
cartoon when you like they get punched in the face and they're <laughs> turned into the piano teeth all crooked it yeah. looks exactly like that i was like i feel like your your labo piano has like gone through so much like didn't your cat like tear it apart on like one of our episodes yeah in the background like this is mine's like shoved in a drawer and it's kind of it's kind of like all i haven't had the heart to get rid of it because supposedly you can fix it with tape yeah well i'm sure you can <laughs> But. Um, yeah, I also got Duke Nukem 3D. I'm excited to play that next week. We already talked about that. Um, the big game that I got this week was Grim Fandango Remastered. So that was on the list of games that was on sale. It was $7.50. And this is a game like it's been on my list for 22 years since it came out. I've always wanted to play it. So um, this was the right time for me. Um, to get into a, a nice, like, slow paced story game right now, it's kind of just like, this is what I need right now. Um, have you guys all played it? I have it, but I haven't played terribly far into it. I have it on Steam. I feel like I played, or maybe it was, I felt like it was on PlayStation Plus or something at one point, and I played a little bit of it on PlayStation 3. But that's, it feels really, it was a LucasArts game, right? Yeah, it's a LucasArts Tim Schafer game. Yeah. Yeah, and it was uh, free on PS Plus a couple months back, and I remember trying it out for a little bit. Um, yeah. They get too far, but it was interest. It's interesting though. I like the style. Yeah. The style of it. The style is really cool. In fact, um, it's all styled after after Day of the Dead, um, which is when it takes place. You're in this this um, afterlife, and you're a tra- you're a travel agent at the Department of Death. You're helping souls to get to their final destination. Um, and in the midst of this, you discover a conspiracy where good souls are going to the wrong place. And so you have to traverse the land of the dead to save a good woman that you mistakenly sent to hell. Mm. That's the plot. Um, and it's like this like film noir kind of style, very jazzy soundtrack. Um, and one thing that I, that I noticed, okay, this game came out in 1998. Um, it feels like a Pixar movie. Like it really does. It feels like, like the precursor to a lot of stuff that Pixar did, especially Coco. Yo, Coco shares this Day of the Dead theme. I love Coco. Um, yeah, it's a great movie. And, you know, I would not be surprised if the people who made that movie were fans of this game and there was some influence there. Mm-hmm. And in terms of the characterization, like each of the characters is really lively. You get a sense of who they are and you know what they might say in a certain situation. They're just really well illustrated. And if you like um, Ugly Betty, the show Ugly Betty, the, the main character is the guy from is the dad from Ugly Betty. Mm. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I I think that it's like an A plus product for me. Um, especially back in the day, I remember everybody saying this game is like a step above. This is amazing. So I'm so glad that I finally got the chance to play it, and I'm really enjoying it. I'm probably five hours in, and I think I'm about a quarter of the way through the game. So I'm getting my value for seven bucks. I did find so there's a lot of bonuses in the game. Um, you can play in like an original mode or or remastered mode. You just hit a button and you can see the difference. And it looks like, like all the backgrounds were pre-rendered, so they always like there's not much difference in the backgrounds. They're like they always just looked kind of looked good enough. And then the character is what changes. Like the character gets all kinds of like shading and and, and dynamic lighting on it and all that stuff. And it looks really good. Um, the coolest thing I was I think there's a there's a developer comp commentary. There's about two hours of commentary on there. So if you want to huh. turn that on, which I intend to do once I beat the game. I'll go back and play it again with the commentary and see what everybody has to say. It's amazing. I wonder, uh, I wonder what one of the, that, that had to have been like one of the earliest 
video games with commentary, right? Even though I know uh it was either it was either the the original Rogue Squadron on sixty four or the GameCube one. I remember had a commentary track on it, which I oh, thought I was know. which I thought was pretty crazy. It was it was a cheat that you put in where you could actually where they would actually talk on it, which I when I was that's I was cool. blown away by at the time. I was like, no way, like that's uh it's so early. That's I cool do remember though. that. Yeah. No, this one the I think the commentary came in on the on the remastered version. I don't think it was on the original. Oh, okay. But yeah, good nonetheless. So I found a really weird bug in this game, or I guess it's more of an Easter egg, really, where I was playing around in the, the level, I think it's called the Petrified Forest, just walking around. I don't know what I did, but I triggered some like picture to pop up. You guys can see it on the on the document that we have. Yeah, it looks it, but, looks, it looks like something from a from that Pac-Man game or something. Yeah, it's like <laughs> Pac-Man World or like MS Paint or something. But it's like it looks like MS like, Paint. Well, it's like a level, you know, the level that you play on Smash Brothers that, like, everyone hates, like, the, the Pac-Man mm-hmm. level. That, that's kind of what it looks like. Pac-Land. Yeah, Pac-Land. Yeah, I was just walking around in the forest, and all of a sudden, like, the whole background was, was changed to this, like, 2D MS Paint Pac-Man world drawing of, like, a cartoon house. And you can see the characters, like, the old dot on the screen there. That's the character that's walking around. So I was, you could, like, wander around on that screen, but... I didn't know how to get out of it. Um, I didn't know how I got into it, but that was, that was it. I looked it up on double finds forums and I guess it's a, it's a thing that people look for in this game and it's kind of hard to find. It's like an Easter but egg, right? Somehow I triggered it. Yeah. Yeah. So go out there and uh, if you haven't played Grim Fandango, I really recommend it. It's, it's top notch Tim Schafer game. Really funny. Great story. I got Pac-Man championship edition two plus, but I really didn't play it too much. Was that one? On, a, was that one on sale again then? It was. It was down to six bucks. Oh, okay. Very nice. Goat Simulator is the other one that I put some more time into. Um, Seven fifty. It's the Goaty collection, so it's all the different DLC that they had for that game, which was the original Goat Simulator. And then there's the Goat MMO Simulator, which is really funny. Like it's got a in the corner of the screen, it's got some text as if like people are talking online. So it's funny <laughs> to watch while you're playing the game, and see the stuff that they they pre wrote, but. Oh, yeah, that's, that's really funny. funny. Yeah, I never got really into uh, too into Goat Simulator. Like, I get the charm of Goat Simulator, but for me, it's just like it look. It's so on the nose, just wackadoo, yeah. goofy, mm-hmm. and jank it's on like, purpose. Yeah, yeah it's like, like what do you what do you do with it? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I saw people play it, and I was like, okay. I just I couldn't see myself spending money on it. I'm like, I don't think we like, would have had yeah. Untitled Goose Game if Goat Simulator. Yes. Yeah, I think Goat Simulator was kind of. First, in a certain wave of, of indie games, where it's like, okay, we don't have big budget, Houston's we're just going to lean into titles. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I really like it. I, I think it's one of the funniest games that I've, I've played in terms of you know, not it's not a game that is you know written well like a Tim Schafer game. It's funny from the, the whole concept. Like mm-hmm. it knows that it's janky. It wants you to, to have your goat like like explode and fly across the screen and get his head stuck in a fence, like happened to me. Like in any other game where they were trying to make it an A plus, you know that would have been unacceptable. But the fact that they lean into it, it's just I don't know. I get a lot of joy out of that, out of that game. And um, yeah, they got like a, a zombie simulator or, or zombie zombie mode where you have to go around and turn people into zombies by buying at them. There's mm-hmm. a game that's a a, par- a parody of of um, well, the, the the mode is called Payday, but it's I guess it's a parody of any of these like heist games where you have to like get a bunch of, get a crew together and. Break into the bank or something. Like payday. Hmm. Oh was, yeah, was yeah. the game called Payday? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's on Switch. It was a PlayStation game 
And yeah, it's a yeah, it's the one where you you know you put the masks on. It's kind of like Point Break, sort of, but like you're not right, wearing right. the president masks. You have to team up with like the goat, a giraffe, a dolphin that's in a wheelchair, and <laughs> they all have different skills. So it's it's really funny. Wow. And then the last one is Waste of Space, which is like a space uh, shooter or whatever. Uh, yeah, really cool. I like the game a lot. Seven fifty for all those different versions. Weird. I think it's worth it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're into the game, like there's, it seems like there's a lot to, a lot of different versions to go on with that. So, I had the original one on the 360, and I played it. I played enough of it that you know, whatever. I I don't know. I think probably spent five or ten bucks on it, and I had a good time with it. But I didn't play all the extra content that you're talking about. Like if it, the last thing I remember playing, they had added like a new level, so there's now two levels. I think it's I think it's worth it if anybody's got any interest in it. Give it a shot. And that's what you've been playing for the week, right? That's what I got. All right, cool. Well, oh, my well, pick of the week is Grim Fandango. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't think I have a pick of the week, but it's still Iron Fury. My, my pick of the week for every week is Iron Fury until I, until I beat it. But, uh, yeah, no, uh, let's take a break, and then we'll come back and go through the news for the week. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hey, you. It's me, Mario. Yeah, you. <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon to hear our bonus shows, which happen every month. I'm a tired. Tired of all the big corporate podcasts spoon-feeding you the same old video game news on every single show. Ah, spaghetti. Ah, ravioli. Then expand! Nintendo main expansion pack. It's us talking about old games that were important to us. It's us interviewing people that we meet at conventions. And heck, it's live shows from those same conventions. It's basically everything you could want that Nintendo main ever made. Here we go! And it's just a buck a month. That's less than a bad indie on the eShop. It's $12 a year, which is less than Nintendo Switch Online. <laughs> Thank you so much for subscribing to our Patreon and supporting Nintendo main. Just go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and hey, Mario, let go. He's throwing us back to the show. So long, gay Bowser. Patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast. Game over.
All right. Well, uh, so we're back. Let's talk about the news for a while. Uh, I want to talk about just just a couple things that that came out this week. We did we did mention we mentioned earlier about the uh, jump rope chan- jump rope challenge is out now. Um, that Summer of Mara game, which was in one of the indie directs, is available right now, and it's on sale for twenty two forty nine. That was one that I actually had my, my eye on, but that's the one with the farming in it, right? Yeah, it seems like it seems like so much like Animal Crossing that I'm almost kind of like maybe not as into it as I was when I first mm-hmm. saw the trailer of it. But it is, it did come out. It's available now. I feel like it kind of just dropped out of nowhere. There's also like a, a Darius uh, a Darius collection, which that was a game that Jeremy and I have, have talked about years ago on this show um, from, from playing stuff at a galloping ghost and like mm-hmm. all of those. Uh, Cause they have that really cool one with like the two screens that you can sit in and stuff like that. I'd be interested in that if it wasn't so expensive, there's like a $45 one and a $60 one. Wow. But I don't know how many games, I don't know how many games are on there. Uh, but yeah, it's a, yeah, the, the Darius cosmic with a Z collection console. That's pretty pricey for a collection. Yeah. I mean, it has, Looks like it looks like it only has like nine games on it, and some of them are like different versions of whatever. Oh no, there's there's six titles and nine versions, and it's sixty dollars. But it's something to look at for like if it ever goes on sale. I don't know. I just thought those games looked and sounded really cool and had incredible soundtracks. So that's kind of that's kind of what that is. There, there's also there's another game that came out that looks uh that looks like it's another uh, Advance Wars type thing called uh. Warborn. I don't know if you saw that. It's a uh, twenty four ninety nine. It very much looks like it's trying to be the next Advance Wars. Look better than Wargroove? Uh, I don't know. It's different. It it has it looks like it has a little bit of Super Robot Wars flavor to it too. Okay. There's a lot of there's a lot of uh, mechs in it and stuff. Uh, as far as a uh, Wargroove, I got stuck on that one fairly early. Like I feel like it got hard pretty quickly. Jer- Jeremy as well. And also, don't forget uh, Sunset Riders, the arcade game is out right now also, which is something that a lot of people have been talking very highly about. I don't think I ever played that arcade, but a lot of people seem to like it. It's like a four-person uh, cowboy action uh, beat-em-up looking thing. It's seven ninety nine. There's another game that came on that was like that was on here, but was like too similar to Iron Fury, so I didn't get it yet, but there's this game called Project Warlock that came out last week. It's like fourteen ninety nine. It's basically like it's basically like a medieval Doom type game that's all like old school, like the type of first person shooters that I've been really enjoying on the Switch. So that one's kind of like one that I'm thinking about getting. Aside from that, and of course also the Pokemon with a Pokemon mix from the uh, from the direct that that is available to download oh, as well. Mix? Yeah, Cafe Mix, which I just it's, I just downloaded. It's only like a hundred megabytes, so it's interesting that it didn't give that a date. Yeah, it it actually does in the thing it says that it's coming out next week, which oh, is when the okay, which cool. is when the next Pokemon Direct is. Oh, and, yeah. And actually, on the subject of that, we can talk about that really quickly too. It wasn't okay. I, I say I say really quickly because it it wasn't very long. Like the direct was only about ten minutes long. Ten minutes, yeah. But um yeah, there was there was a Pokemon direct that happened today. It was announced like yesterday, like yesterday <laughs> night night, I think I heard about it for the first time. But yeah, really quick look at some various new Pokemon games. Uh it, I mentioned it earlier at the top of the show, just because I thought it was it's funny but cool, I guess at the same time. It starts off with a very, very young Pokemon game aimed at children to help them brush their teeth. I like how often they had to repeat, it's a stressful time. 
Yeah. <laughs> stressful time. Yeah. I mean, it's, and the, I, I do like is the, brushing uh, teeth like that stressful. <laughs> kids? Yeah. I've never had kids. So maybe it is like a super stressful time. Well, and, and, and I also, well, I like that it also has the return of chubby Pikachu. I noticed that, she, yeah. that all the peak, all the Pokemon are very chubby in there. A little so. art style. Yeah. It was really cute. Yeah. So. Uh, I was thinking it was, it was funny that they put that in this like Pokemon presents thing. Kind of had like, it had that Pokemon sleep energy where we're just like, yeah, um, that's Here not for yeah. me, but <laughs> oh yeah, it's not. It's it's like how many? It's like our kids, our parent. I guess parents maybe with kids are watching this Pokemon Direct, being like, "Yes, finally, I can finally get Timothy to wash his wash his teeth. He just won't do it." Really? But now we I have this. Would never whatever. brush his teeth with Pokemon Go. I'm glad they finally. Yeah. <laughs> trying to Wild potty training comes next. Yeah, that'd be funny. They did a Pokemon poop or Pokemon, Pokemon wipe. Or- <laughs> I was thinking of all like the twenty somethings that are uh, that were streaming the game and they have no kids and they're just like, "We made this game for the kids." And they have all just like all the YouTubers that are like, "I just gotta brush my teeth later." <laughs> yeah. Video. I wanted someone to make yeah an edit of that little preview because it keeps showing all the like the cute kids doing it and then just like randomly interspersed like some like just a 20 something yeah <laughs> yeah dude in front of like a like a, a recording setup like doing mm-hmm. it stream. yeah I, I was like i mean it's you know somebody's gonna get it and make a video of it just because it's gonna be funny oh i've seen like, it on twitter just already. just to try it like you brushing mm-hmm. your teeth and like oh look there's a there's a plaque thing and pokemon that i gotta get oh i caught a look at me i caught a, a bulbasaur now or whatever <laughs> however it's, so it's interesting gonna... how like the pokemon company is like basically branding pokemon because I was just mm-hmm. like, I mean, they had sleep. I feel like sleep fell through. I, feel, I don't feel like sleep's actually coming anymore. I feel like that was like a one-off thing. I this forgot about hit. sleep. I completely forgot about sleep until yeah. you mentioned it now. Yeah. Well, slept uh, on sleep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, like they, they, they're trying to put Pokemon in so many different like avenues that aren't just a straight-up game. They're trying to do like Pokemon experiences. Mm-hmm. And it's it's interesting to see what they're trying to do with it. But I'm also just like, like put those assets put that money into like making another ranger or like something else. <laughs> do some, sure, do something sure, else. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, it's for the kids so mm-hmm. they can, they can have that. They can hold that. I think I saw somebody online being somewhere being like, Pokemon continues to, <laughs> they continue to just be for babies. Cause, and I'm like, shut up, dude, come on. Come on babies <laughs> don't have teeth. Cause you know, like it, the people, all the Pokemon hatred or whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I, I forgot toddlers, but not babies. I did forget to mention that, but the Pokemon DLC is out right now for the Switch, mm-hmm. for Sword and Shield. Um, I'm, I was thinking about getting it, but I'm still... I never finished Pokemon Sword, so I need to work through that game. But from what I've seen on the DLC, it looks pretty cool. I like that it, it looks like it's scaling to wherever your to where your where the wherever your uh, highest level Pokemon are, yeah. like the people on there. So that's pretty. You can play neat. it pretty early on. You can like get the game and damn it, let's jump into. Isle of Armor, like after the first gym or whatever. Oh, you don't even combined. need you don't even need to have beaten the game. Yeah, they're from the yeah like, they don't even yeah because I was watching a uh, I was watching my friend Roger play it and uh, he beat the game and the characters in this in this DLC aren't even referring to you as the champion. They don't even know who you are. Oh wow! I'm okay. just like the audacity, the audacity. <laughs> oh wow! So yeah, I could I could jump Isle of into audacity. it. It's a uh, yeah, and it's only thirty bucks for both of them, so that's like fifteen dollars uh, an expansion. Mm-hmm. So that's not bad. I'm thinking about uh, grabbing that once we're done recording tonight because I do kind of want to get back into Pokemon. I don't have a giant RPG. I just have a Dragon Quest three. DQ three. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, it's a. I thought about depending on depending on how this recording goes. I'm like, well, maybe if I'm psyched about it, I'll, I'll play a little Pokemon after we're done. With I this. beat, yeah, and I beat Pokemon Plus. I got the uh, whatever the the second ending. I I got that too, and I didn't finish my Pokedex, but I put a good amount of time into it. So I think it might be fun to revisit it and see if I remember anything at all about it. Mm-hmm. And they're and they're adding they're adding some new what they're bringing in some from the original game. And and if you use Pokemon Home at all. You could transfer. I was able to transfer some of my stuff from uh, 3DS or uh, Let's Go onto there. Some of the original ones that weren't included in the regular Sword and Shield. So, so there's that in there. But yeah, this I guess this direct was mostly about that, or, or on that on this being the date they added all this and stuff. But there's also a free to play game called Pokemon Cafe Mix that came out, which uh, I'll, I'll try it out. I think. They didn't really tell in the video what the day is, like you were saying, David. But I think, mm-hmm. uh, according to the eShop, it says next week, and they all they also said there's another direct next week too. So maybe that's maybe that's a part of it. So the art style for Cafe Mix is enough to make me download the game to check it out for those ten minutes. Yeah, like honestly, it, it looks really good. Yeah, and it, and it's free to play too. So I don't know. I, I played a good amount of Pokemon Shuffle, like on my 3DS and on my phone. So. Mm-hmm. That one was fun, and I even paid money for it. I even put money into it because I was that much. I, I was addicted that much to it. It was one of those situations where I was at a job where I was basically paid. I worked at a bar. I was paid to wait at a mm-hmm. door and check people's IDs. So I was incredibly bored. So I would play it a lot on my phone while I was there, and I would, you know, it would it would be one of those things where you get to play it so many times, and then you can pay more to play more. And I was just like, I was like, fuck it. So I I paid for you know so I could get more get more. It's so interesting that Pokemon is the franchise that Nintendo has that constantly has is like like pokemon is for sure fueling their mobile market out of anything mm-hmm. um because like there's been pokemon shuffle pokemon quest was the other switch and uh mobile yeah. title yeah uh, it was on yeah, yeah. i actually kind of like i liked that game for a little bit just because it had a, it had a really sick soundtrack on it so mm-hmm. i think that's what kept me playing it for the most part but it was free to play i played it off and on for a week i think maybe two weeks and Eventually, I realized that I didn't really like playing it, so I stopped playing it. But, you know, it was – I figure Cafe Mix will be about the same thing. But, yeah, the art style looks cool. It's like you're sort of, like, stirring, like, these little Pokemon heads around in this uh, whatever, and you can make your own thing. So, And it's – like I said, it, it's soup. there's not much space for, for anybody who's dealing with losing space on your cards. It's only, like, 100 megabytes, so you can easily get it on there. But the the main one, the big thing, which I think is the coolest out of the Direct – and this one I knew about two seconds into it, I knew exactly what it was. Just because, for one, I could tell that the graphics looked way better than, than anything on Switch probably could look. And I'm like, that's got to be Snap. Because it's because I'm like, I figured it already because it's got a pathway. It's easier to make the graphics look better. And yeah, Pokemon Snap is uh, getting a new game. I guess not a new sequel. Pokemon Snap. But a remake, right? A remaster or whatever. I mean, there's a lot of new. It's a new Pokemon Snap. So yeah. I think it is a new game. Well, I mean, the the stuff that's in the trailer was stuff that I didn't see in the original Pokemon Snap. So, I, it's it, it's a whole new thing, and I know a lot of people have really been looking for Pokemon Snap, and I'm for I'm, I'm for actually it. like yeah. a decade. Yeah, 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 yeah. The so, one was what two thousand. So I think it's two decades. Yeah, like I never. Th- this is one of those games where just like, oh, it actually came through and did it. Yeah. Yeah, there weird, are right? so many people I've been hearing for years, just waiting and hoping that they did a Pokemon Snap. Like as soon as the Switch 
released, people were like, they would love to see a Pokemon Snap coming to the system anyway. Yeah. And then yeah. when the the Labo came out with the camera, right. people camera. were talking. Yeah, about yeah. It's gonna work with yeah. that. Ooh, that'd be actually really cool. Be really dope. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The camera thing. That was wasn't that was that part of the VR set? The camera. I don't, I don't no, know. The if camera I was the, no, the camera was the camera standalone. Yeah, it was the part of the set with the piano and the. Oh no no knob. no! There wasn't there was it wasn't with that because I didn't get a camera. Oh, was it? They might release it around I got the, the time whole... this comes out. Then I was going to say set, and I got the camera. Okay, so it was on the popular part of the VR, right? The, yeah, yeah, it's with the. I got the the set that has you know, everything together. So yeah, it, it was in there. Oh, it yeah, is VR. Yeah, I thought it was part yeah. of the VR set. So it, it's oh. out. So it's out there. But yeah, no, uh, Pokemon Snap. Uh, I know Jeremy, like you, just recently beat the sixty-four one. Well, the yeah, the virtual console version of it. But yeah, I mean, it's I'm, so fun. It's such a good yeah. game. Like I, I don't know why. You know, and and it and it's like anyone expected. You know, came out of the blue, not necessarily a shadow drop, but. Like the news was kind of a shadow drop. You're like, oh, okay, cool. Here you go. Like mm-hmm. maybe it was going to be a huge E3 thing. Mm. Yeah, probably. Yeah, that would have been a great title. Yeah, I mean, this could have been. Yeah, it could have been part of their direct. What a relaxing, whatever. fun yeah. game. Like John, like you were saying about Grim Fandango. Like Pokemon Snap for me is a game I can just like just relax and just like it's it, it's so pretty and like I can't even imagine how cool it's going to look on the Switch. I mean, we saw a little bit of footage of it, but. Yeah, or the ability to just post pictures straight to Twitter for the system, like that's the, oh, yeah, you know yeah. the photo editor mode is in that game is going to be insane. So yeah. the Pokemon Snap hashtag is going to be very interesting the first week this game is. Out. <laughs> oh yeah, that'll be I, fun. It'll be yeah, fun. I saw, I saw someone on Twitter, and I, I can't remember who it was, unfortunately, but uh, they said something along the lines because there's like one blockbuster left somewhere in Washington State. And they're like, yeah. So is that is that blockbuster going to have a printer? To- <laughs> <laughs> well now you can print now you can print it on your own right this is they're saying you gotta put it on twitter and then print it off twitter something like that maybe maybe they'll add some other like work around to make it easier where you can like send it to your own computer and just print it like that mm-hmm. that'd be cool but yeah no i'm i'm for it like it i don't know if you, you notice like where it, the way it was aiming like it kind of the little there's a little ball in the middle that kind of moves and it moves on that i wonder if that means that it's going to be analog controlled or if there's going to be like a way to motion control it, because you could, I mean, Hopefully you could, you, can do both. you could play it handheld and just like move it around like it's a camera. I'm sure a lot of people want to do that, maybe you know. So I don't know, but I'm lend yeah. itself to the VR camera. Yeah, yeah, or the VR camera one. But yeah, I was they, listening to uh, a video about Pokemon Snap, the first, like the original, and uh, apparently it only had like sixty something of the first one hundred and fifty. Mm. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't have the full one hundred and fifty. And yeah, I, yeah so, I think I think it was sixty. Yeah. So now we have like over eight hundred for them to choose from. So this game might have maybe like five hundred something different Pokemon in it. Mm. Maybe. Yeah. Depending on how many environments they have. Well, it depends on yeah, it depends on how much they want to put into it. Because like as fun as as fun as Pokemon Snap was, like for sixty dollars at the time, like it was kind of a ripoff because you could beat it. You could beat it in one sitting. Like it wasn't very mm. long. It was only a couple hours long, and, and it, I guess it even then only represented like a fraction of the yeah Pokemon. And it wasn't giving you all the Pokemon. And granted, there was kind of like secrets you could do in there where you could like you know get them to go to certain places and you could, could unlock other versions of them. But it only lasts for so long. Like I think I bought it. I think I bought it used later, and still only got a couple, maybe a week out of fun out of it. But it was really fun. But it's just I'm just hoping that when they do it, they don't release it at a full price. Or if they do. 
they add a lot of more, a lot more stuff to it. Cause the original one was really simple and as fun as it was, you could just like plow right through it in no time. So I, I do hope the original versions on this, like as a, as a bonus, cause it is such a small game and yeah. mm-hmm. that would be cool. That'd be cool if they put that in there, but yeah, no, I, I'm excited for it. It's definitely a thumbs up for me for Pokemon snap. At first I was a little worried because they didn't show, you know, the first little part of the vi- the video reveal, you didn't see how you were moving through the environment. And so I was really happy when I saw the the wonky vehicle you ride in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they lay down, they lay down the tracks like this. Mm-hmm. You see like the, the sparkly blue like goes down and then it's like, mm-hmm. goes to the thing. So, so yeah, it's one game that I do like that it's on rails. I think it works well for what it is because of the situations you have to create for mm-hmm. certain Pokemon to evolve or to reveal themselves. Otherwise, mm. I was like, this game did end up sparking like a really uh, a lot of conversation on Twitter, where like when Pokemon Sword and Shield were first coming out, everyone was complaining that Game Freak hasn't been putting enough work into the Pokemon franchise. Like they're just doing the bare minimum graphically and animations wise, and the game could look better than it already does. But then this comes out, and everyone's like, "Yo, why doesn't Sword and Shield look this good?" Well, and then, of course, everyone's just like, "Oh, it's because you're on rails." Because on rails, yeah. More assets, but also everyone's just like, "Oh, it's not just game. It's not just Game Freak or Pokemon Company. It's also like Namco Bandai and HAL Laboratories." And I'm just like, my argument is, if they got to get more people on the Pokemon like game team to make a game look this good, just do that. Do whatever you got to do. Make the game look this good in the next gen. Yeah, because looking at like one weekend of Pokemon Go money. Yeah. Like Pokemon Shield gameplay versus Pokemon Snap gameplay is night and day. Yeah, and I mean, I'm just like why doesn't it look this good all the time? Yeah, I mean, it's also it, you know, it's a, it's it's an illusion. You know, it's the same. It's because it's because you're like you have to go in a certain way. Right. You can only put like you know however you design the graphics. You only the environment's have to put it just a, in a certain slice. areas and not I mean, others. So that's why you can do do that type of thing. Mm-hmm. So I mean it, it's you know it's like why the Star Fox games look so good because they had like a set path that you were on and you didn't have to do anything aside from that so that's kind of how they're doing that but I, I mean yeah I mean maybe on Switch too they can get it to look like that but I mean regular Pokemon games were never really I don't know they were never really beautiful I mean beautiful they kind of games so that's why one of the reasons the first one was, was such a phenomenon like it did not look good at all well it was like yeah it was a straight up game boy that was like old ass you know technology on at the time from like yeah. the 70s yeah mm-hmm. yeah so. um i don't know like i didn't have a lot of complaints for the graphics of pokemon shield which is the one i played sure it's like it could look better you know obviously it could look better but it's one of those things where that kind of game you play it like you really kind of zone out the graphics you know you're just focusing on the stats and it's just a it's just a numbers game and and the graphics just aren't that important once you like mm-hmm. are just trying to complete your Pokedex and do the the real meat of the game. But I do like some nice cutscenes and some nice environments and stuff, you know. I thought I mean I, I personally thought it looked pretty good for, for what it was, but I mean I'm not I'm I'm by no means a graphic person, so mm-hmm. I wasn't like, oh my god, like the the polygons are so low or what I mean I don't care about any the of that. The trees look like shit. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that people are so angry about those trees in the in the wild world. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, man, those trees. I saw a tweet. I saw a tweet that uh, somebody took the trees from Sword and Shield and put them on the trees and the Pokemon Snap, and I was like, see, this is what we were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, look at how a place they look now. <laughs> yeah. I have bad news for you about the trees in Super Mario sixty four. 
Oh, oh they look worse. <laughs> or what about the trees? And I mean, I don't know. I don't think the, the trees, trees look that good in Breath of the Wild, but whatever. Uh, yeah. But other stuff in the direct, uh, they talked about Pokemon Go digital stuff or Pokemon Go. The, they have a big event every year. This one's going to be a digital event, obviously, because nobody's going anywhere because of our situation. But, um, I guess Victini's going to be there. There's a little, there's a little shadow of that care of that Pokemon in there. I only know him because he came free with one of the GameCube ones. Like I, I got him for free on that. Uh, they're adding Mega Evolutions to Pokemon Go. That'll be um, interesting. Yeah, I don't really. I mean, does anybody play Pokemon Go anymore? Like, do, I, I personally no. I played it. I played it for like a month, maybe. Like maybe a, actually more like a week or two. But I, I don't. Yeah, I don't play it, so it doesn't really <laughs> affect me. But I guess they're adding more stuff to it. People who do it would like that. Um, they're adding uh, for Pokemon Sword and Shield. There's going to be like some a Max Raid, uh, Zeraora Max Raid, where I guess if one million people beat the Max Raid, there's a possibility of getting a shiny version of it. So that's kind of cool. And for Jeremy, I put in uh, that Leak Boy is now in Go, and uh, I did see that. <laughs> and they added the DLC outfits. So I love Leak Boy. Yeah, we're calling a Leak Boy. You know, Leak Boy. The what's his face? Uh, the guy Farfetched. Farfetched, yeah. The or sword fetched or whatever whatever he's called. Valerian Farfetched. No, sir Sir Farfetched or whatever the fuck his name is. Oh Sir yeah. Fetched. Sir Fetched, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> he's officially in go, so there you go. All uh, all Leak Boy fans rejoice for that. But it was you know, it's fine. It was a nice ten minute thing in there. I feel like I've mentioned it before. It, it's just going to be, it's going to be the never ending E3 here for, for Nintendo and any other systems where it's just, there's not going to be a specific date. We're just going to get little videos of everything forever until the end of time mm-hmm. or until, until we all die from COVID. Or <laughs> I mean, putting it out in these little small increments mm-hmm. does kind of uh, defeat the leakers, so to speak. Cause like the leakers yeah. are like getting the big, like, treasure troves of data that are all going to be like revealed at one time. Well, now if you just release little small mm-hmm. announcements from time to time, even if those things leaked, it's going to a lot of times get lost in the shuffle or just be like, well, it's just right. this one thing. Like people, people have learned that a lot of what they read about video games anymore is just rumors. Mm-hmm. One thing, like I was talking to somebody about this, that a hundred percent, this like younger generation of gamers is so spoiled when it comes to gaming news. So all I got to do is either like they upload something on Twitch, uh, I mean, to like uh, to Twitter or there's a YouTube video that goes up or like we have the directs and stuff. But yeah, it's just it's so it's so much quicker and more uh, interactive to get um, the gaming news than it used to be. Yeah, for sure. Like, I mean, in in, in my time, you know, uh, the sound all uh, old here, <laughs> but I mean, I, I used to be, you know, I would just like. I would cut out pictures from Nintendo Power and like stick them on my walls and stuff. And that's like all I had to go on for months. Like, I mean, that's, that was what kept me going through the 64 when I was waiting for Earthbound, uh, for Mother 3, the original Mother 3, the Earthbound 64 to come out. And look what happened there. It didn't come out, but it was like, you didn't know because it took me forever to get the magazine with the news about it and all that. And that's what I kind of went on. And I remember printing out like the whole, like, all of the pages of the, because IGN used to do previews about the games and it was like five pages long and I'd like print that out and just like read it over and over again or whatever. And that was what I had to go on for however many months until the game came out. Cause it was like, there was no, there's no info, you know? So it was, that was mm-hmm. that time. So it's a lot different now. Yeah. There's some new arcade archives announced, uh, super punch out versus baseball, whiz, zero team, Raiden, Raiden. 
The other one I mentioned, and the other one I noticed is Super Punch Out, so that's cool. I know the regular Punch Out one is already on there, so they'll continue to do the. I didn't know Super Punch Out was ever an arcade. It was, yeah. There's two of them. Uh, I remember. I think because I think it's a Galloping Ghost. I thought the other one was. It is, yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, right yeah. That's how we found it. So, hmm. and 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 just to uh, just to let a. Uh, you know, Smashing Theory would be happy to hear this, but Kingdom Hearts is coming to Switch, kind of, in a way, with this uh, Melody of Memory game, which is... Uh, Dude, this made, this made me so annoyed. I was just like, this whole time, <laughs> up to three, I was just like, yeah, just put 1.5 and 2.5 on Switch. It can handle it. Yeah. Handle it. And then they're just like, oh, yeah, this new game's coming to Switch. So hopefully, before this releases, they just put the damn near, like, the story so far yeah. onto Switch. Are you... It- are you a uh, are you a uh, whatever it's called? I respect the are you franchise. A Kingdom Hearts I'm fan. Not super huge. I'm not super huge into it though. Mm. Um, yeah, like at this point, everything that happens in re- revolving around Kingdom Hearts, my friends that are really big and deep into the series, they're just like, "Damn, I gotta play this game for that like little bit of plot that might be hidden in there somewhere, so I can piece <laughs> together the puzzle of the of, of the, the universe of, of the like, story or whatever." Like, yeah. Yeah, I've I've never played the game. I I watched. I had one friend who played it. I watched the first one, and I'm good. I'm not really. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not really mm-hmm. that huge on Disney characters. It's. I do want to like, play. I I do want to play three though because it just looks it looks just like a a nice time. Oh sure. Like just the different worlds that they had in there. Like honestly, I would just play it just out of like out of context. I don't care. I just want to experience the gameplay. Sure. It looks yeah. Fun. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's so many of them. Like, I played a little bit of Dream Drop Distance on 3DS, and I thought that oh, was yeah, yeah. I thought that was kind of cool, but yeah, I don't know. I'm mm-hmm. not really. It kind of reminds me of that. Uh, what Theat Rhythm? Do you remember that game for 3DS? Yeah, yeah. It's like kind of the same thing where there was Kingdom Hearts songs in there too. I think because it was like kind of like a mishmash of Square stuff mm-hmm. in that game. So it's kind of seems sort of like another thing like that. And looking at the video here, it kind of reminds me of some of the. Rhythm games that were on like Mar on the Super the Super Mario Party game for for Switch, so you know it's kind it's kind of like that. But uh, yeah, there's a no- more Namco Museum stuff coming. That's just kind of looks like just more. I feel like a lot of these are already on here, so it's not really. And I have and I have one of them. I have the whatever the Namco collection is, the one that has a Splatterhouse on it. So, so yeah, it looks like about thirty games or so. Mm-hmm. So if you got an old Namco game you want to play, chances are it's on here. Mm-hmm. And, I, and we can skip we can skip these other ones down here. I, I put all of them on there just because I found them, but that was before we had more news, so we don't need to get into it. We can talk more about them whenever they release. But one one trailer I want to talk about just uh, there was another trailer that dropped about Paper Mario, the Origami King. Mm-hmm. It it basically kind of gave more evidence to what I'm saying that Paper Mario is no longer an RPG. It has basically become whatever, maybe a small remnant of what it used to be with a whole lot of play styles. That's mm-hmm. basically what I gathered from this from this trailer. And I'm still kind of on the I'm not getting this game side of the of the equation for they Mario, started Paper Mario. Taking the paper of the Paper Mario series and started heavily running with it. And I'm like, okay, I can I can kind of understand that because like and the, like honestly, with Paper Mario one and two. Well, like one and thousand year door. Yeah. Paper Mario was just like basically the name of the theme of the game, mm-hmm. other than like a couple of those transformations of thousand year door. Paper Mario one is honestly just like Super Mario RPG two, mm-hmm. which is what it was supposed yeah. to be, but they yeah. just got Paper Mario labeled on it. Mm-hmm. But now there, it's actually 
Paper Mario. Sure. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of become this weird like this weird beast of its own now, and it's I don't know. I played basically I you kind know like I've, I've I've played all of the yeah kind of like Kingdom Hearts. I, I've played all of the Paper Mario games, and you know what? I only really liked. Uh, I think there's more that I I think there's more that I didn't like than more that I like. So it's kind of got to the point where it's Same. especially the past two that came out. I really didn't care for. Like I didn't like the Wii U one, and I didn't like the 3DS one. And it's like, this one kind of feels like it's going to be more like either of those than the other one. So, mm-hmm. and they, and I still don't understand why they continue to refuse to show you getting level up points from fighting. So I'm pretty sure that that's not in there. And that's why they don't I'm want to show take you one that. for a team. Take one for the team on this one, like I did with the other one. You're going to buy it and play it and hate it the whole time. And I'm going to play, I'm going to play it. through it. Yep. <laughs> I want it actually. Like, I want it too. I want it. Like, the visuals of the like I had to play through it. The visuals look so good. Oh my yeah. god! Yeah, I'm not I, a I might get it. I, might, I don't like RPGs in general, but if it's not an RPG, well, you'll like you'll like it then. You'll like it then because it the looks like it's not an RPG. I couldn't deal with. That was like the one. That was the main thing with Color Splash. Oh, it was terrible. Well, the yeah, problem. Everything else around it was fine though. I, I think the major problem of what they did with, with did to these games is they butchered them. They basically were like, you know, let's let's take out the reason to have an, have a battle in there. Like, why would you have a strategic RPG battle when you get nothing from that battle aside from mm-hmm. losing your items. Like there's, they made it completely pointless. Like that's the, that sticker starter started that. It's like, why would you want to fight anybody ever? Because all you do is lose stickers. It, it's, mm-hmm. it's worse. It, it's better for you to avoid every character in the game because you don't mm-hmm. get, le- you don't level up at all. So it's like, and that was the same thing in color splash. And I felt like that was the problem. If you want that to be a core part of your game, why did you make it completely worthless? So it's Except like color splash made it easier to acquire what the things you needed like, without fighting. Yeah. Right. Or you mean after so you, you could lose buy, whatever. you could buy the, yeah, you could buy all the stuff. So, but still, why the way would you, I ended up being yeah. that game was just going and, and, and buying the most powerful items and just spamming. Yeah. The, but the, the last boss, with the same item over and over again until I won. Yeah. But there's still, there's still no reason to do any of the battles though. Like that's the, mm-hmm. that's my so, big problem with it. It's like, you're wasting my time with this. I don't want this. And, and this one, I feel like they're kind of like, well, you know, let's throw a whole bunch of different game mechanics in here, and then we'll call it a game. Like it's one thing that's that kind of what I got from this particular trailer. So. Yeah. So one thing I really loved about the first two Paper Mario games was that they were obviously trying to make them more accessible as RPGs, and I, and they did it with the original Mario RPG as well. Yeah. But they took it and they like really reduced. You know, you're not seeing like Final Fantasy level like hit points in the thousands and stuff. You know. Yeah. yeah. You're like you're more like, simplified. Yeah. Everything's like less than 100 i think you max out at 99 hit points magic points or flower points as they call them in the game but like you can only carry 10 items you know it's just super like there's just not as much to juggle around and then because of that like the action elements of it are more what you can focus on and and you can still like manage your gear and stuff you know i I liked it that you could still like use the gear to kind of get the stats you want but um just super minimalist version of all that. And uh, they did a great job continuing that with thousand year door. And so it's like, did they run out of like things to minimize? Like, do they have to start making it complicated again because they ran out of things to reduce? I don't know. I I mean, but it was really, once you got into it, like it was very refreshing how hmm. simplified everything was. I, I felt like they were, maybe they don't really want the, I felt like maybe maybe it had to do with the divide of uh, between like Paper Mario and Mario Luigi, and it's and it's a shame mm-hmm. that the Mario and Luigi series is pretty much gone now. Basically dead, yeah, yeah. But I 
I'm predicting that you're, that you're going to see that director in something in the future. Like the guy, because the guy who worked on the Paper Mario, Mar- Mario and Luigi stuff was the same guy who did the Super Mario RPG game on the Super Nintendo. So I feel like we're going to see him in some way in the future. But I, I mean, overall of the games that I played, I like those games better. Like I like the Mario and Luigi ones better than Paper Mario because it was, because that was where you kind of, and you still did get the sim- the simplified RPG. But it was more fun for me to play. I felt like I, I enjoyed the moves more on that. I enjoyed the battle system more on that. And these ones just kind of like, they went to a place that I just, I don't know, I just didn't want to go there with them, I guess. It's a sad place to be to have to be so skeptical of this game that looks so beautiful and has all these beloved characters in it. And yeah. like, and I, and I hate that. And I, and I feel like... Well, Color Splash is really I feel like too. when I watch these previews, like <laughs> that they're actively hiding stuff from us. Like, yeah. Doesn't it kind of feel that way? It's not like we want to hide this because it's going to be a fun surprise. No, we want to hide this because we're afraid of the backlash that we're going to get online once people realize, oh, they're doing it again. They're yeah. overcomplicating it and making it to where it's not a true RPG. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And RPG is not in the title, so I, I guess they have that license. But that's what we all want. That's what everyone wants. Yeah. I they mean, some, that. some people blame Shigeru Miyamoto and say that he... Because I know he's not really a fan of RPGs, and they blame him for taking it out of there. And because I, because wasn't he the one who was responsible for Sticker Star, like removing most of the story and making it just <laughs> like level yeah. by level? Because that one's just like <laughs> level by level. It's like level one, level two. It's like mm-hmm. that much. He can know. be a bit of a yeah. He can be of a bit of a monster for all the good he's done. I've heard yeah. stories about him, and like yeah, especially like surrounding like Donkey Kong Country. There's some interesting stories about how he was with rare back then but uh, i don't yeah i don't know if those are necessarily true or not but i know what you're talking about <laughs> yeah <laughs> about the about the uh what the graphics in the yoshi's island like supposedly uh, response and all well that. and just him like being like maybe butthurt's the wrong word but he didn't like the way his his creation was being used i mean he made donkey kong you know like he didn't like the way donkey kong he's like that's not the way donkey kong would be he's I like he, kong, he I made him He's like he never wore a tie. What a tie dare you! <laughs> it was always casual Friday. I mean, look, he's not wearing. <laughs> yeah, it makes it look like he's on his way to a to an interview or something. I, yeah, I do hope that um they end up making like a, if anything, I I would love to see the Mario and Luigi uh series just make a a comeback on the Switch in like a in like full force. Like a could you imagine a Mario and Luigi RPG on Switch? Beautiful graphical style original characters like mm-hmm. 80 hour adventure yeah i'd love to see it crazy. i would love it that's mm-hmm. what I, I mean i would i would expect that that would happen and it's and i also find it really weird that they didn't buy up alpha dream when they were you know when they were going under because of a game that they made for nintendo like a game starring nintendo characters that tanked because it was on the wrong system you know if that if they would have like done that bowser's inside story as a as a switch game it would have done great you know it was just it was the wrong time. It was right when the Switch was blowing up and people just weren't interested in 3DS anymore. Especially when and you that's can what play yeah. the original cartridge of the game on the system that it was remade for. Exactly, yeah. And you can get it for way cheaper. Mm-hmm. And it's, I mean, I guess it has some extra stuff on it, but it was like, it seemed like a weird move for that. You know, and they wondered why nobody, I don't know. I would love to see some sort of revival, even if maybe you can just bring the director on since the, since the company's n- not there anymore, but... Yeah, as far as Paper Mario, I feel like the more I see of it, the more I less, the the less I feel like I need to get it when it comes out. You know, I might I might just wait on it and see 
Jeremy can just tell me all of his pain and I'll just sit here and, you know, be happy I didn't get it. I don't know. Yeah. We'll, we'll I see. I hear the cure for pain <laughs> is in the pain, so I'm going to find it. Yeah. So that's that's how I feel about that one. I don't know. It just seems like they they want to have all these other things that aren't the RPG stuff that I just want from the game. So I don't know. Hopefully we get uh, some more, like or maybe like another Nintendo Direct before then, because that's basically the only game that Nintendo has for the summer as of right now. Yeah, so far. after Paper Mario, there's nothing after that. Yeah. Well, and there's all those. I mean, I'm sure they had something lined up for E3 time, and that's now. Yeah, but that, I kind of think maybe they're letting everybody else have their say because there's a lot of noise going on with all these different games being announced. PlayStation and Xbox and stuff. PS5. Right. Mm-hmm. Nintendo can afford to be like the ones that come out, you know, on July 1st or whatever. Like, hey, check this out. Well, I mean, they also, I mean, Nintendo was like, they did say that they were that they were having trouble getting things together because of coronavirus, and they did flat out they say that. They specifically said there wasn't going to be a direct... Yeah, that's why I said there wouldn't be an E3 ago. showcase or whatever because yeah. of that. Yeah, because they're having trouble with that. So that's... I think they're just trying to pull things together. So And Nintendo also, you know, remember, they were the first ones to... The first game company to be like, you know, at least the big three that was like, we're just going to do our own thing for E3, like... And then Microsoft followed suit, like oh, yeah, their ever. Own theater or whatever. And, you, yeah. you see a lot of, and indie, so Nintendo yeah. is already comfortable with what's happening because they were trailblazers. And it's so bizarre to think that they're <laughs> trailblazers online, as far as that's concerned. But they still can't figure out their own online system with yeah. the game. But <laughs> sure, you know, whatever. Two sides of the same coin, I guess. Cool. All right. Well, we can move on from that one. Um, there was another. There's a new trailer for the Retromania wrestling game, which is something I've been looking forward to, just because there really aren't any. I mean, I guess there's a WWE 2K whatever game on there, but that game sucks from what I've heard. <laughs> and uh, even though it's on sale all the time, I still can't bring myself to get it because it's like a 20 gig download, 20 gig plus download. But uh, this Retromania game, the more I see of it, the more I actually like of it. So. I think I'm planning on getting it. And there's one guy in there that I, there's three guys in there that I know. So uh, Legion of Doom and Tommy Dreamer from ECW. So there you go. (laughs) There's a couple wrestlers in there that I know of, but, but I don't know from the, from the footage of it, it looks like it might be similar. You know, anybody who wants to play, who's played any wrestling game is all just dreaming about the, uh, the 64 engine and all that stuff. And, from watching it, it looks like it might be similar. So I don't know. I'm yeah, going it to looks try like it out. that, but as if it were you know 16 bit games. Yeah. So what's uh just because we mentioned Ninjala a little bit, but didn't talk about it earlier? What's uh there's I see there's a new Ninjala trailer on here. Um, did you guys take a look at it and see like what is is it like new dates and stuff that you can play it on? Uh, the it's game like a- uh, releases next week. Okay, yeah. it's like the pre-release trailer. Yeah, and it's still it's still going to be free to play, right? Yep. yep. And also, it's going to have a story mode too. Oh, apparently. nice. Yeah, and I I remember seeing that you were pretty you're pretty high on this one, David. Still high on it. Yeah, very much so. Yes. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to play it. Like once you know, I think I can play it now. Now my hands a little bit mm-hmm. a little bit healed, but and I definitely like that it's free to play. Do you think it's like a could be a challenger to Splatoon 2. I mean, Splatoon 2 doesn't really have a whole lot going on right now. Yeah, uh, so a lot of the people who like Splatoon, uh, who have played Ninjala, are just like, yeah, uh, love the aesthetic, love the characters, love the world. Um, the game the game already has more lore than ARMS has ever gotten in its three years of being a thing. Uh, so uh, I'm looking forward to it. 
since especially since it's going to get a story and they're actually expanding on each of the individual actual characters that they've created mm-hmm. i'm interested in seeing where it goes i'm already decided i'm going to give this game like 20 bucks on launch day even though it's free uh, i'm going to get that season pass and play a lot of it um oh. is it is the season pass just 20 on, on top of the, uh, the season the season pass is going to be like 10 but i'm going to give the game like 20 bucks get some extra cosmetics and stuff like that oh, okay um they're actually having a live stream tonight uh in japan time uh so it's gonna be like 1 p.m my time well 1 a.m my time so i might like watch it in the morning but oh, they okay. got like a j-pop uh singer carrie pamu pamu and some of her people on and they're gonna be showing off the uh team battles because they hmm. haven't shown that off yet and people haven't been able to do it yet so they're gonna show off that and some more weapons and some other stuff so they've been actually going pretty hard on the promotional stuff for ninjala Oh, nice. Since it's been uh, released, or since it's been uh, coming up to on the release. So, I think this might actually be uh, the Switch's Fortnite, if you will. Mm, like, I believe especially it. since you can get a Switch and not even have Nintendo Switch Online and still play Ninjala for free. Oh, you can? So, okay, like the mm-hmm. same as Fortnite did. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm, int- I'm intrigued to play it. I think the art style looks very cool on it, and I've heard a lot of people really digging it. So, I mean, yeah, a, a free online game... Uh, I'm into it, and if and if I like it enough, I'll you know I could throw some money at it. It does maybe. look fantastic. I'm I'm watching that trailer right now. Yeah, yeah. I was just I was just watching it. So, yeah. So yeah, that that'll be a cool thing to look forward to. Um, we saw we saw a little bit more footage of Skater XL. That that's a game that we've been looking forward to. I'm excited for that one too. Because yeah. of uh, yeah, lack of skateboarding games mm-hmm. on in, in no the, confirmation of Tony Hawk in the world. Yeah, or yeah. That I don't know. I'm not. I'm not really that huge on that new Tony Hawk game though, because I we mentioned it before. I feel I feel like I already played it, and that Tony in the Tony Hawk HD re-release, even though it was a different company. But he texted exactly. you personally. Yeah, he did text me personally, but but it's going to sell for like forty bucks or something. Like that seems a little high for me. Fighting game genre, personally, when I was growing up, and also I didn't even have a, like a PlayStation to play mm-hmm. the original Tony Hawk Pro Skater One and Two on. Yeah. So uh, this is like a part of that time that I never even got to experience. So I'm looking forward to playing it. Um, but as far as like Skater XL goes, when Skate was a thing back on like Xbox 360 days, mm-hmm. I never got into that series before. But uh, now I actually am looking forward to playing it because, like I said, it's been there's been a drought of skate games, and uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater that's more like the arcadey skateboard YouTubers playing it and just like making their own tricks or recreating tricks they do in real life in this game. Mm. So I'm really looking forward to uh, seeing what happens with that. Oh, yeah. Said, yeah, well, they recreated downtown L.A. Because from the mm-hmm. trailers, I'm like, oh, I've been there. Like, that's very, all very familiar. Looks really good, so. yeah. Yeah, I was at IGN was, like, showing some of the actual footage from the Switch version. And, yeah, it was showing L.A. stuff that kind of reminded me of stuff from Tony Hawk. Was it Tony Hawk 3? Like, yeah, kind of like that the, area. Because that park is a real place. Yeah. That's in Tony Hawk 3. Yep. Yeah, so it, it reminded me of that, but it's supposed to be more realistic, and yeah, it's very much like has like the low angle, and it's all about like not so arcadey, but like just getting, you know, getting getting the just like one or two tricks together, like if you were an actual skater. So, and I really enjoyed. I didn't play any of the other skate games, but I did play Skate It on on uh, Wii, the Wii version, and I had fun with that, like because it had some motion stuff, but it worked pretty good. For As the someone most part. who can't do an ollie on a skateboard, I'm looking forward to this game. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I could. Uh, Not alone. I couldn't even. Ollie. I am actually planning on buying a skateboard some somewhat soon, but I have never. I've done an ollie like once. 
and it was kind of <laughs> accidental. Like people that actually can do so much on a skateboard, like and it's a, it's an actual extension of themselves. It's it's super impressive. Like I actually envy that skill. Mm-hmm. I'm moving yeah. kind of close to my job, so I kind of want to get a skateboard just to, for transportation. Yeah, for mm-hmm. being compact. I always my backpack. I always wanted to know how to how to skateboard, but I have terrible balance, so it's it's always give it a hard shot. for me. And plus, I I never really had like a new board. I have I had like an old shitty board that somebody gave to me that I tried using and. Just because they're expensive and I can't, you know, why spend money on if I can't do it? But I'd rather do anything wheels. I'd rather just <laughs> yeah. play the game than no roller try to skates, do it in real life. No skateboarding. No bicycle. That's no cars. Yeah, no. I'm not good <laughs> at driving. No. Jeremy, sure. the the Minecraft update that you have on here is that different yeah, yeah. from? And uh, we had talked about it a few shows like way back in the day. Like I don't even think that was the last time she was on, but maybe the time before that. But uh, she had been talking about the Nether update, and I don't get, you know, I just go through phases with Minecraft, and anyone who's listened to the show before knows that I like, I really, really like it, and I've been following the game since pretty soon after it came out, and mostly played it on PC, but have subsequently bought it for nearly every console that I've owned that has it. And I put a lot of time into the Switch version, and especially once the Bedrock, eh, the Bedrock update dropped. Um, I did. I went through a few weeks there. I was putting videos up a lot on our YouTube, and uh, it's just changed so much. Even since then, a couple of years ago, and now this Nether update is huge. And I've looked at a few things about it, and I'm not even really going to get into the details of it. But essentially, it just adds like a bunch of biomes in the Nether. The Nether has always just been a place you go where it's one thing. You know, you have to get some necessary items from it to beat the game. You know, the traditional way of beating the game is to go to the nether and you have to get all these blaze rods. You have to use them to make uh, like eyes of ender or something like that. But uh, it's essential to get the harvest these items from the nether. But the nether otherwise didn't have a whole lot of purpose. Um, Every block you move in the nether, it's like a parallel universe. Every block you move is six blocks in the regular world. So it, you could use it for fast travel too, which was kind of cool. But um, they're, they're just like, they're actually giving the nether like all this extra crap. So I'm kind of excited like to look forward to going to the nether and not just avoiding it all the time. Uh-huh. So this has been out on PC for quite a while, but it's finally rolled out for consoles and uh, it's supposed to come out. What I have it written here, June 23rd. 23rd yeah that's when it's yeah. part, supposed to start rolling out so so next tuesday yeah and i'll and i'll uh as long as i remember to play it i should have something to say about it next week nothing yeah. else just my experience with the new mobs because there's like this mob that it's kind of like the zombie pigmen that are the the main enemies in um in the nether there's these new kind of this this new mob that I guess you like throw gold at it and then it leaves you alone. It just like holds the gold and just like stares at it. So I don't know what those are going to be all about, but it's kind of an interesting mechanic. For sure, yeah. And may I say maybe you could stream some of that, even though I would if we can if we can figure out a time, and you know I'll put it on my Twitter whenever I figure it out. But it'd be cool if we could try to do like a three person Duke stream or something like that because that comes out that same day. Mm-hmm. Before we before we go, you know, before we record on Wednesday, but but yeah, Minecraft's the game that keeps on giving, and and it's been doing that since 2009 or 2010 when it first came out. So mm-hmm. I'm super impressed that it continues to to uh, provide new content, and it's all free if you own the game already. 
For sure, yeah. Would you want to talk about the eternal darkness? Sadness? Eternal sadness? Yeah, this isn't happening. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so this, I know, I mean, I think we can all have something to say about this because it was a definitely a game that meant a lot to Jeremy and I when it came out, but apparently Nintendo is abandoning the eternal darkness trademark. Yep. So yeah, for anybody who was hoping for eternal darkness two, I was, I was just hoping for just a re-release of it or a remaster on switch or something. And it's uh, very sad. So this, you know, several years ago, they, the uh, developers tried to get a Kickstarter going to bring the sequel up off the ground. And I guess it got a pretty abysmal response to niche or whatever. So Mm. that just kind of like nailed that probably were just kind of like, well, this is never going to happen. So I wasn't super surprised to hear this, but it's still, it's really sad. It's like, there's nothing. I hope is dead. Just fell away because it was ignored. It's just, it just withered away. Like, you know, like a plant you never water or put in the sunlight. Like it's those got- like those pages of that book that she read from in the game. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I was so gonna super say, sad, but maybe somebody will buy it for cheap, buy it for cheap and uh, remake it. Yeah. Or or like her body in the tub that you did you ever play that game, David? The the, the Eternal Darkness on GameCube? Uh Luigi's Mansion gave me nightmares, so no. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's way scarier than Luigi's Mansion. <laughs> But great! It's it, well. I mean, I, I really enjoyed it. I played through it four times because there's because if you beat it all of those times, there's a different ending. Like there's a different. That ending. game's one of the uh, OG psychological thriller games. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's like oh, it was like a Resident Evil, but it had a sanity meter as well. And every time you see a new monster, your sanity meter drains. And mm-hmm. if your sanity meter gets low enough, it starts like fucking with you. Where like the volume will go up and down on your TV, like they'll be like, act the, like it erases your data or something like that. Yeah, there was like a fake uh, data erase. There's one. There's one really funny one where it tells you that the game's over and that it'll be continued in a in a new game that's releasing in a couple years. I thought that was oh funny. God. And 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 there's also like there's ones where you like try to heal yourself and you end up killing yourself. And yet the deleting of the game was like the one where I was like, no, 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 you know, because you try to save and it'll be like deleting your file. And then it's that one actually got me. And there's the also like me was the, yeah, the bugs that were walking yeah, the, across the screen, the <laughs> bugs on the screen. Well, cause you were at a, you were like in a camp, right? Like you're playing. Yeah, in a I loved cabin, it. I loved so, that a yeah. camp, a day camp that I worked at, but I was actually staying in one of the cabins at night and we definitely had bugs in the cabin. It was out in the middle of the woods and it was just a crudely constructed cabin. So mm-hmm. yeah, we really had bugs walk across the TV. So mm-hmm. seeing those giant roaches walk across the TV was not very nice. Yeah. And it, it was, I guess it, I mean, it would just do fun effects to you. And I, and I said, like, every time you play through it, you get to choose a different, like, ability that you have or whatever. There's three different things that all kind of one's stronger than the other. It's kind of like the, like the old uh, triangle with the weapons and fire emblem. It's sort of like that. And, and I played through it different times, like, you know, cause if you, if you end up beating all these different things, the fourth time, it's this whole other creature that comes in it. But I played it through so many times that by the second or third time, I would just let my sanity meter just be gone the whole time, just so I could see all the effects of everything. I would just walk through the whole game with no sanity meter, with it just at 0%, and just see what happens. Because it doesn't necessarily kill you, it's just supposed to freak you out. So, you know, so every time you go in a different room, it'll be different. Like, sometimes you'll be upside down, or like, they're mo- or you might be controlling a monster, or whatever. Or so your head was- will just fall off. 
Yeah. So it would be, yeah. So it would just have funny stuff like that. So I ended up just got to the point where I'm like, I'm just going to play through it with no sanity and this is more fun. So, but it's a shame that no one really cares that much about eternal darkness anymore. And we may not see it again, but I'm happy to say I still own this game so I can at least play, play it on my GameCube. Yeah. I had, I had a version and I lent it out. I lent it out to a friend who's a YouTube celebrity now, but uh, <laughs> the, I haven't gotten I haven't gotten contact. I, 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 at this point, she doesn't need to send it back to me. But Conan actually lent me his copy of it, so I do have a copy of it at now, so so I can play it whenever. But uh, do you want to talk about these things, and then we'll talk about the PS5 and be done, John? Yeah, I uh, just got confirmation that Super Nintendo World is on track to open later in 2020. So with all the coronavirus in mind, it was supposed to open in time for um, the Olympics in Tokyo. But um, one of the, one of the executives at universal, uh, the CEO and chairman, Brian Roberts, he said that super Nintendo world Japan is likely to open a few months past our original expectation. So um, I think, I think a few months as it's opening later this year. I was going to say like, if they're opening it this year at all, it's got to be in like December or something. Cause yeah. this year has been fucked. Like, as we said before, yeah, they like, might as well just roll that over to 2021 to be honest. Or if they open it, it'll be like right. soft open. And they mainly let like a whole bunch of content creators that are affiliated with Nintendo oh, sure. go out there. And but I mean, out. if it's anything like the way Disney is like, it's got to have a serious staff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To keep I mean, it I've clean been, and all I've been that. looking at like videos from Universal and Disney World from like YouTubers that do theme park videos, and there's honestly no point in even going to theme parks this year because most of the attractions aren't even usable. Yeah, uh, you're mainly in line for rides. Most of the stores aren't open, and as interactive and like open as Super Nintendo World was looking in the advertisement, like I want to go there when it's fully like optimized for me to just be going crazy in there. Yeah. Like actually playground. Japan. Exactly. Well, yeah. And how you're even going to get there from here. And, and yeah, Mm -hmm. if I want to go there, I want, if I'm going to go anywhere, I want to go when it's safe, you know, when actually safe, not whatever the fuck people seem to think it is now, you know, Mm -hmm. it's not like it's anything's changed since this started, you know? So it's like, yeah, let's, we can wait. It's all right. We can wait. We we wait. And I was only planning on going to the LA one anyway, which was supposed to be 2021. So yeah, hopefully things are okay by then. Mm. If not, I'll wait a little longer. Yeah, sure. I thought this was pretty unique. Um, my friend Pedro gets a clothing collection. Mm. So I like a cool indie game. He has some, has some clothes. This is a courtesy of a company called Insert Coin Clothing, which I'd never heard of this company before, but they have a couple other properties similar to um, uh, my friend Pedro in the sort of uh, popularity level, you know, in these type games that are getting closed, courtesy, courtesy of this company. Yeah, insert um, clo- it's insertcoinclothing.com. Yeah. There's a lot of different stuff on here. There's like uh, Streets of Rage, Yakuza's on here, Nino Kuni, uh, Persona 4. It's interesting. Hotline Miami. Yeah. It's like everything's so, in Euros. It's a UK uh, business. Yeah, it must be. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Uh, yeah, check this out if you got a little a game that you like that's maybe an indie title. Maybe you can get some clothes from this company. Yeah, everything and looks it's good good clothes too. Looks looks kind of expensive on the expensive side, but some of these are funny. It's like what would you get? Like what's the Doom stuff? And there's like a Doom like 
there's like doom pillows and and like uh, jean jacket <laughs> jean jackets and stuff like that. It's like okay. I like how Shadow of the Colossus is just like a hoodie with like a silhouette of the guy holding his sword up. That's like all it is. The the jackets are kind of cool in the Yakuza, like those. Uh, I've seen people wearing jackets yeah, like, like that. That that where I've seen people wearing jackets similar to that. What I was like, are you doing that because of Yakuza, or is that just cool? Makes me think of a fan gamer uh, type of stuff. Yeah, There's like yeah. a whole bunch of different uh, games, and they have a whole bunch of different clothing and stuff for them. For sure. Yeah. Well, uh, we're gonna have to mention something about the PlayStation Five event, I guess. But right. I, I don't want to spend a so whole. That's the biggest news. I don't want to spend a lot of time on it because we're not a PlayStation podcast. But and I honestly, I only, I didn't really watch much of it. I just, I just kind of had it on in the background on my phone, and I watched a little bit of it. On, I actually on fell silent. asleep to it. So, yeah. so <laughs> one, my one joke is though, I do think it's pretty hilarious that they started the thing off with a port of a port of a port. So <laughs> they're right at the beginning. It's like. GTA yeah, 5, 5 again. Rockstar gave them that the GTA O money. <laughs> I, I know, but it's like okay, cool. It's like that was like one of your launch games for PS4, also, and now it's another. Okay, whatever. I, I really <laughs> think that they were working on on getting uh, six for launch, but then they got some criticism about a year or so ago for uh, for crunch culture, and so they must have reworked their, their schedule and said, "All right, well, we got to have a GTA in there." Or maybe it seems like a substitute for that. Or maybe they don't care about six and they just want to do online forever, and that's that's what that's they're possible. doing now. I mean, that's, that's I don't basically know. what they yeah. Yeah, that seems like that seems to be what I've heard is that they just want to do online. They they don't want to do another game. They're but, focusing all their uh, resources on Red Dead Three. Yeah, but whatever. I mean, I I don't know. I I have, like I said before, I have a PS4 and I barely play it. So my chance, the chance of me getting a PS5 is slim to none. So that's where I'm at. There's going to have to be a real killer app, and my home entertainment system will have to be upgraded before I start buying something. Yeah, you'll probably have to get a bigger house to, to fit that system in, too. Because <laughs> I still don't even <laughs> What's the point of any of a lot of this? Even though I'm, I am getting a kick out of the memes about the uh, design of it, and there's, there are some pretty funny ones. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty weird. Yeah, I mean, I like that they're trying to be different. I mean, that it's like it's got this whole Eye of Sauron thing going on or whatever, but, you know... Why not? It looks. I've heard it compared to the cyber truck, and I kind of agree with <laughs> that love it or hate it aesthetic. It's like the flipped collar, whatever, like a Dracula type design. I mean, whatever. At least they- my favorite picture I saw was sitting on the Pope's head. Pope's yeah, I've head. seen I've seen <laughs> that one too. Yeah, I mean, is there anything? I, I the only thing that I saw that I thought was kind of cool was like, oh, Miles Morales. Like that was the one thing that I yeah, was. Yeah, uh, there was some confusion that around that too. So, so originally they thought, oh, it's a full game, and then they thought, oh, it's a, somebody at Sony said that it's DLC, and then quickly later on that day they clarified again that oh, it's actually a full sequel. So it does look pretty cool. Well, they said they didn't say it was a full sequel. They said it was a side story, very much like the. Uh, yeah, I mean, like a complete game. Yeah, what, what yeah, was not DLC? What was the game? The Magic City Man game on the Uncharted Lost Legacy? No, not Uncharted. The other, well, that's probably kind of like it too. Uh, what was it? The one, um, the electricity guy from uh, PlayStation Three? Oh, uh, Infamous. Uh, infamous, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Infamous game, yeah. So, Infamous Second Son is what they compared it to, which is like, okay. not a sequel, but a story in the universe starring a different character. Because spoilers, the dude dies in Infamous 2. So it's like you can't really 
go any farther from that. But it, I felt like it's that kind of thing where it's like sort of a it's a new game, but it's a but it's an offshoot. It's not really a f- direct sequel to whatever happened in Spider Man. I have that game for PS4, and I only played it a little bit because it like glitched out when I was trying to save, and I lost like an hour's worth of playing, so I didn't come back to it. But but yeah, that's uh, I don't know. It's the only thing that gets got me to buy the PS4 was the Yakuza series, so let's we'll see what they do on <laughs> <laughs> Sackboy, uh, Super Sackboy 3D World Crafted Adventure. Yeah, looks really good. Yeah, hopefully they fix the jumps. I mean, it's yeah, be he different. has a flutter jump like yeah. Yoshi, and I was like, oh snap. Yeah, actually though, I just want a new version of Dreams on PS5. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, this is the one. That's the last game that Jeremy got. You got your bands on here, the Bonito bands on on one of these, so. Jeremy, I thought Jeremy likes that it. one to me that was like the the most impressive graphically. I thought it. I was mm-hmm. trying to determine the, does it look that different from say a Pixar movie, and I think we're like almost there. A lot of games well, especially, in the showcase yeah. look like movies, honestly. Right, and, so and that's the thing. Like, is it all in-game graphics? Or are we just seeing cutscenes? Like, it's hard to like. Mm-hmm. It's hard to jump to any conclusions with these these uh, teaser trailers because it's. Mm. Is yeah, that was the most impressive part to me. That's real. Was pretty cool. Also, yeah. there's um, there was one game that was shown that I thought was really interesting when I looked up on it. Uh, it was like called uh, you're talking Kino about Bridge the, of Spirits. You're talking about the one that was used by the guys who did the Majora's mm-hmm. Mask trailer. Mm-hmm. What's what's the game is? What did you say the game was called again? Uh, Kino Bridge of Spirits. Yeah, it was made. Kino Bridge of Spirits was made, and this is like Nintendo somewhat because. It was made by that, those guys who did that animation of a, mm-hmm. it was like a terrible tale or something like that. It was a Majora's Mask short. It looked really movie. good too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really, really awesome. And now I guess they're doing that. And I know a lot of people are excited about that because yeah, that does look like a new, does look like a, a movie game. I think the big thing to take away from it on our show is that, uh, you know, what's Nintendo going to do? Like it's. I know we we said maybe there'd be a Breath of the Wild two at the end of the year. Now I'm not quite sure about that because of mm. uh, you know all the shit in the world. But maybe they should get working on that Switch two sooner than later. It's been almost uh, four years now, right? Close to yeah. Maybe maybe they'll have to get closer to getting an upgrade more than others. I don't know. Resident Evil Eight Village that was probably the other biggest game on the PS five. Yeah, um, you got to go back to first person Village into the eight. Yeah. Oh yeah! That's wow. why they called. That's, <laughs> that's why they called it that. That's the only reason. It wasn't because of their M Night Shyamalan fandom or anything like that. <laughs> that means whatever the ninth game is, there's going to be some weird game with an X in it. <laughs> yep, it's going to be called Resident Evil Six, but S I X and then the I X is going to be highlighted. <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny, but I wouldn't put that, I wouldn't put that past them. But yeah, uh, I'm I'm good to stop talking about the PlayStation Five if you guys are good. Is there anything you wanted to add before we move on? Um, I'm most excited for that Bugsnacks game, the one from Octodad. I just yeah. want to see what they're going to do next. Yeah, with the Bonito band that Jeremy likes. Oh, are they in it? They were in the trailer. The I didn't know that. Their song was in the trailer. Well, shit, I need to go back and look at that. I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah, they had a song on there. I, that's I, why, that I thought you had Passion. seen it. That's why I thought you had no, seen it. No, I haven't you were seen super the Bugsnacks fan. trailer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's I think that's good for our for our episode this week. Uh, thanks again for coming on the show, David. Yeah, um, thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah thanks, man. Would you uh, let our fa- let our listeners know where they can find you on the internet and what you have? Coming yeah, up? no problem. Uh, hashtag shameless plug time. Uh, you guys can find me 
at uh, David RDW on Twitter. That's D A V E E D R D W, and then Conmen RDW, uh, C O N M E N RDW. Everywhere else: Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitch, YouTube. Not on TikTok yet. <laughs> yet. Uh, but yeah, we do geeky nerdy stuff for geeky nerdy people. We have two podcasts: Binge Blast that records on Tuesdays. And the commentary podcast that records on Thursdays. Uh, and then we also have uh, YouTube videos and vlogs and stuff like that. We're going to be streaming a lot of Ninjala once that comes out. And uh, yeah, fun stuff, fun stuff. Yeah. And I, I will be on the show next week also. So, yeah, she's going to be on uh, nice. Binge Blast next Tuesday. So, that's going to be great. Yeah, that'll be fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you want to find any of our stuff, we're at uh, NintendoMainPodcast.com. Uh, Nintendo underscore domain is my Twitter. Jeremy's is JMAX stack. Uh, on Twitter or on Twitch, we are at, uh, twitch.tv slash Nintendo main podcast. I've been trying to stream something at least every Thursday. I did some Ion Fury stuff last week. I'll be probably streaming more of that tomorrow, depending on how I feel after the edit of this is done. You can check, you can check that out. And, uh, also, you know, if you want to give to our Patreon, patreon.com slash Nintendo main podcast, I'm giving all of the Patreon donations to a Black Lives Matter fund, which I have not decided yet, but I have a couple that I've been looking at. So anything you guys give, we will give to that. So, and also we have like a 15 bonus episodes plus like bonus bonuses. There's like an extra three on there that are maybe like close to 20 episodes, lots of hours of extra stuff. If you drop us a dollar, you can get it for that. And higher up you get, you know, physical things and stuff like that. If you want to check that out. We've been your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson. I'm Jeremy Mikowski. I'm Nitter. And our special guest, David. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, Keep playing your Nintendo, and we'll see you next week. See you.